The clock has hit zero, and this one is in the books. It's time for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. First, take a look at our Ken Garf keys to the game. We look at him pregame and postgame. Number one, be ready at the start. You know, Wisconsin's been a slow-starting team. Uh, they did score first, but BYU followed it and stayed right with them. Reduce the errors and mistakes. You know, the basics, blocking assignments, catch the football. I thought BYU did that. Finish drives with points. Take advantage of the opportunities. And uh, BYU, I felt as though, created their opportunities to get into scoring position, but then they ended up finishing drives with scores. And Wisconsin's 59% in third down success. You've got to get them into third down and get them off the field. And I think they were probably still pretty decent with that last drive that they had to uh, be successful in third down. I don't have the final stats yet. But nice job by BYU. There were a lot of uh, opportunities to get them off the field. BYU scored off of the interception that they made in the uh, just before the half that gave them that opportunity to take the lead. Let's recap the scoring now, Mark. Okay. Well, it starts off, uh, Wisconsin scored on a two-yard run by Taiwan Deal. He seems to be the short yardage guy. PAT good. Squally Canada scored on a three-yard run, 7-7 at the end of the first quarter. Mangum uh, throws a lateral pass to Hifo. He then throws a touchdown pass to Moroni, Laulu, Pututau, and Skyler Southam. Good with the PAT, give BYU the lead. And then BYU misses a field goal. Wisconsin drives for a touchdown. Two-yard run by Alec Ingle. PAT good. 14-14 at half. Close game all the way. Then we get into the third quarter, and BYU gets that turnover that I was talking about, and let's see if we've got that play. So Zane Anderson intercepted the Wisconsin pass and returned it to the Wisconsin 28-yard line. BYU got a pass interference against Wisconsin in the end zone, moving it to the two-yard line, and then they were able to score on this play. Mangum's under center, Squally Canada, the lone setback. Tight formation on either side. In motion, Hifo. He reverses course. They give Squally, Squally middle, and right into the end zone for the touchdown. Lowers his helmet, drives those pads past the plane, and the Cougars take the lead 20-14 with the PAT pending. That PAT was good by Skyler Southam. So that's 21-14. Wisconsin then drives 82 yards in 10 plays. The TD was a five-yard run by Taiwan Deal. PAT good by Gaglioni. 21-21. It was a nice drive to tie the game. Wisconsin looked like they were back in control with their power run attack. Then BYU puts together a terrific run by Squally Canada. Let's see if we have that play. So he goes 46 yards to move the ball into BYU territory. Then BYU moves it to the 28-yard line, and Skyler Southam was good. Do we have the field goal? This from 45 to take the lead. The snap is low. It's held well. The kick is on its way and makes it through for three. And the Cougars are back in front. Skyler Southam from 45. And it's Cougars 24, Badgers 21. You were right, Greg. That ball came out a little low. The snap was low. And then uh, it might have changed his timing. But he still got enough drive on it to put it through. Uh, Wisconsin moves the ball to the 28-yard line of BYU and misses the field goal. BYU goes into victory formation and wins the football game. All right, some final numbers of notes. Wisconsin 394 yards to BYU's 311. Wisconsin runs for 204. 
Passes for a buck 90. BYU passes for 120, runs for 190. You run for 191 against this team? Wow. Yeah. Well done. BYU four penalties, 36. Wisconsin six for 33. BYU 14 first downs. Wisconsin 20. BYU three of nine on third. Wisconsin four of 13 on third. And you know what? That's a massive four number. Of 13. Wisconsin was 57%, I think, 59% on third down conversions. They go four for 13 tonight. Well, even though there were some moments where BYU on third downs gave up more than they wanted to, in the end, it is 4 for 13 by Wisconsin. And buried in those rushing numbers is the fact that Squally Canada outrushed Jonathan Taylor by one yard today, <laughs> 118 to 117. Wow. BYU averaged 6.8 yards per rush and 6.1 yards per play. Better than Wisconsin on both counts today. Possession was Wisconsin almost by 10 minutes, but BYU... In its time on the field, scored 24. Wisconsin scored 21. And BYU's the winner. Mark. Three big plays that changed the field. And two of those were Squally Canada 40-plus yard runs. That gives you the big play that you need to get you down there where you can make the points. And then the interception that uh, set BYU up in positive field position also. Those three plays flip the field and give you that shorter field in order to score some points. And you made the point earlier, but the drive following the Zane Anderson touchdown is, is the last touchdown BYU scores. That was the big one to make it 21-14 uh, to 14 at the time. And uh, again, it was a short field where BYU's had some short field failures. They punched it in after the Anderson INT, and BYU doesn't ultimately win it by a score of 24-21. to 21. All right, that's it for now. Much more to come from Camp Randall, believe us. But coming up next, Jason Shepard from BYU Radio, and then more from Camp Randall along with Jason and us. From Madison, Wisconsin, final score, BYU 24, number 6, Wisconsin 21 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The clock is at zero, and this one is in the books. It's time for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now let's join your host, Jason Shepard. How about that, Cougar fans? 24-21, BYU goes into Camp Randall Stadium and upsets the sixth-ranked Wisconsin Badgers. Oh, are we going to have some fun today? What a game for BYU. Lots to get to. We will let you hear from players and coaches after today's huge win. And I cannot... If I could... If I could put huge in caps in multiple exclamation points, that's what today was. And I will say this. The people that believed BYU could win this game are the people that got on the plane and flew to Madison to play this game today. They told everybody all week, we do not care if anybody gives us a chance to win this game. We are preparing to go to Wisconsin and beat the Badgers, and that is exactly what they did. Congratulations to Kalani Satake and the entire BYU football program. So much to get to. We'll get to your tweets. You can tweet me at JSN Shep. Tweet me your thoughts. I love getting your tweets after performances like this. We've got some great ones to get to. I know everybody's going to have their own MVPs of this game. Mine quickly. Two on offense, two on defense. We'll start on offense. Squally Canada got things going from the get-go. He's one of my offensive MVPs. Finished the day with 118 yards on 11 carries and two touchdowns. He averaged just under 11 yards per carry at 10.7. He was fantastic. And Aleva, he not only did Aleva rush for 45 yards, he threw a touchdown pass to Moroni Laulu Pututau. 
He is my other offensive MVP. Both guys crucial. And let's let's not forget what Tanner Mangum did today. Only threw for 89 yards, 12 of 22. The yardage, and the stats don't jump out at you. But Tanner Mangum was a guy that played very poised. I think that's the word Greg used was he looked very poised. There were a couple of throws that you know were a little iffy. But all in all, Tanner Mangum was poised and got the BYU offense uh, going in the right direction. So that's my offensive MVPs. Defensively, Sione Takitaki was wreaking havoc. He was. You, they would try and stretch out the play around the edge. Takitaki was there multiple times to limit the yardage. And how about Corbin Kafusi once again? The guy's just everywhere. So my defensive MVP, Sione Takitaki, Corbin Kafusi. If you want to chime in on your offensive and defensive MVPs, feel free. Again, JSN Shep on Twitter. Uh, this tweet coming in from Jared says, great play calling, great execution on both sides of the ball and special teams. One of the best well-rounded wins I've ever seen from BYU. I'm really curious where this win falls. I think this immediately jumps ahead. Most people, if you'd say, what's the biggest win for BYU, say, in the last, you know, 10, 12 years, most people would probably say the win over Oklahoma in Dallas at AT AT&T Stadium, Cowboys Stadium at the time. I think this one immediately becomes the number one. That's how big this win was. Let's check out some other tweets uh, coming in. Newman B at Newman BYU says, "No one thought this, but the players. I respect effort, and they gave it great win. And that's one of the things that was even the most impressive beyond any of the stats individually or team wide. We talked about it this week. When you think of Wisconsin, you think of physical football, and that's physical on offense, physical on defense. Without question, BYU matched, if not exceeded." The physicality of the Badgers. They said that was the key going in, and they showed that they are absolutely capable of being that type of physical team. And uh, unbelievable. 24-21 is the final score. BYU gets the win. They will be back home. They're now 2-1. They will be back home next Saturday afternoon taking on McNeese State. We'll obviously have the game for you here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. The game will also be on BYU TV. I would imagine uh, Cougar fans be pretty energized to come and support their team after this huge win. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, hopefully we'll be able to hear from some of the BYU players and coaches. The Cougars upset Wisconsin and college football today, 24-21. Cougars defeating the Wisconsin Badgers. We'll have more of Cougar postgame live coming up next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Post Game Live on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. I would imagine Cougar fans going to enjoy the rest of their Saturday evening. Their BYU Cougars upset number six Wisconsin at Camp Randall Stadium. 24-21 the final score. The Cougars now 2-1 and one on the season. Back home next Saturday afternoon at Lavelle Edwards Stadium hosting McNeese State. Welcome back into Cougar Post Game Live. Jason Shepard with you. How about this, fans? Remember, when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Simply mention BYU50 or use the online promo code BYU50 at papajohns.com on Monday and you will receive 
50% off pizza. Look at that. You get to enjoy a BYU win today, and you get uh, 50% off your pizza on Monday just because the Cougars won. Look, that's a win-win for all BYU fans. Taking your tweets on this exciting exhilarating afternoon for BYU football at JSN Shep is how you can chime in. We're hoping to be able to hear from coaches and players coming up within the next few minutes. Uh, This tweet coming in from uh, my friend Dan Haslam says, very balanced all over the field, loved the distribution through running and passing. This team had chemistry on offense and defense. Just looking at the at the total yards, Wisconsin had more total yards at 394, but BYU still had 311 passing yards. BYU at 120, rushing yards 191, 191 yards rushing against the Wisconsin defense. That is extremely impressive. Again, Squally Canada with 118 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. He has been such an impressive player as a senior over these uh, over these last couple of weeks. He really has not only, and I think we talked about this after the Arizona win, not just the ability to be the speed back, but he has run so physical. This this is that's been one of the the biggest Im- impressions I've gotten. Let's quickly uh, head back to Madison, the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sitaki, talking to the media. Um. I don't even know where to start. We had a good time. It was fun. Um, you know, it's a lot of respect to Wisconsin, their program. I've, I've talked about how much I admire their program, the tradition, that, and the smash-mouth style football that they play, and um, really wanted to pattern what we do on offense and what we do as a team after what they do. And so um, really excited that we came out with the win, but more than anything, excited that our guys were a lot more physical this year than we were last year. and shows a lot of the improvement and hard work from our players, and um, you know, we played a lot of young guys today. There's some guys that were banged up, and um, I thought it's a team win. I don't know. We gave the game ball to our strength and conditioning room because those guys kept working with our guys, got them bigger, stronger, and faster. And um, but the players were were gritty, and they played hard and played with a lot of toughness. And I was really pleased with uh, with their effort. But more than anything, just pleased with how how mentally strong they were throughout this game. They just kept believing and kept competing, and uh, just it worked out in our favor. And they're happy to have the win. What was that? <laughs> All I care about is that we won that game. I, I, I don't rank anything. I mean, I um, wins are hard to come by, so I love them all. They're like my children. I don't have a favorite. I'll take them any way I can and get them to get the wins any way I can. So, um, yeah, I, I, this really isn't about me as a coach. This is about what our players worked hard for and they were prepared for. And, and, um, and our coaches, they did a lot of hard work. And, Shoot, I just had the best seat in the house, you know. That's all I, I did, and, and uh, just a lot of credit to Coach Grimes and the game plan our offense had. Um, really happy with the way we ran the ball. Um, you know, we had some drive, some drives get stalled, but this is a great team that we were going against, and we just kept sticking with it. And there's energy on the sideline, and we just have to play like that every week. You know, we, we have another game next week, and we got to put this one away, fix the things that we made, the mistakes that we made, and, and um, have a better chance to win next week as well. So, But we're going to enjoy it. That's, uh, you know, we won the game, so we got to enjoy it and, and show our guys that it's a lot of fun when you win. But uh, just got to get back to work as soon as we can and, and get ready for the next week. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I thought the, we had a big run, I believe, on it. Um, Squally busted a big one, and, you know, we had um, just the, 
that whole, you know, Skyler coming back and, and kicking the field goal, making it after he missed one in the, roughly around the same area. It was kind of a bad snap. And um, Gavin Fowler, who's a guy that's been solid for us for so many years and just always been a guy that's a team guy, really goes unnoticed what he does, and he takes it seriously. And, and that was what won the game is that he took the air snap, put it down calmly, and let Skyler kick it fully, and, and we made the kick. You know, that's uh, just things like that. Everybody from throwing blocks and making plays and um, being in the right spot. You know, we, we made mistakes, but uh, the guy's effort – and everyone doing their job is what won the game for us. I believe there's like 41 seconds left, and so I was happy with just going to overtime. You know, um, we had three timeouts. I don't know if this is that type of game where we're just going to line it up and and smash and throw the ball in 40 seconds, maybe. But at that moment, I didn't feel it. You know, I felt like we can go to overtime and it'll be fine if he makes this, but we're going to at least try to stall it. More than anything, I wanted to get our defense rested. They were tired. It was a long drive, and so we took a timeout to get rested. And I saw Corbin was still huffing and puffing (laughs) after the timeout, and I thought, okay, let's take another one and get him uh, fresh. That was the main reason. It wasn't to freeze the kicker, but... um, but, you know, the, the Wisconsin fans started booing, which only helped the, our cause anyways. You know, the whole goal was to get them to think about it a little bit longer, and it just worked out, you know. Um, but more than anything, I just wanted to rest our players and get them a good, a good push on the block. And, uh, yeah, just really just theatrics, trying to not – trying to. I was going to take the last one, but I just thought, let's just change it up. Let's change up the pattern a little bit and make them kick it. But that had, it had nothing to do with what I did with the timeouts. It had all everything to do with how our – we were in the game because our players and how hard they worked. Yeah, we well, we made um we we made a conscious decision to spread the run out a little bit more, right? And um, Squally was hitting some runs because we were doing a lot of good things with the, with the the jet sweep, you know. And we we mixed it up, and it was there at times and not there at times. But we had to keep the defense honest, and um, uh, and once we did that, uh, Squally was able to pop pop some big ones. I, I don't know what he got, but. Yeah, um, maybe we should have given Squally a little bit more. But um, I just like the fact that we spread it out and everybody had a hand in, in the run game. Um, and then we have to make them all defend everybody, and, and that means that the, the jet sweep's a big part of what we do. Um, and so, yeah, I, I thought uh, running-wise, I was pleased with how we were doing. I just got to get out of on – thir- on defense, got to get out of third downs, get out of drives. We, we did that enough against a great team. And then on uh, on offense, we just keep it going. I mean, those guys, we made some mistakes, but guys stuck with it and kept trying. We have to make, we have to run the ball. That's what, that's our deal. And I just talked about how much we admire what Wisconsin does. Well, we got our guys beefed up and bigger and stronger, and we exhaust a lot of scholarships in O line and D line um, to get our guys that big. I mean, the only thing we don't have is the cheese that they have here to beef up our guys with. So, but um, yeah, just admire what they did, and, and I I really think it's a good system, you know, and that's that's why we were able to play their type of game, and it was an old-school game, and uh, had, we had a lot of fun doing it. I mean, that, that was fun, but I, I, uh, it's unfortunate that someone worked. I mean, their kicker works hard, too, you know, so unfortunate that someone has to make mistakes, uh, make mistakes, and uh, we made plenty of them. We missed a field goal too, you know. But and uh, it just sucks that it comes down to that for that young man. But um, 
uh, they're a strong group and they're a strong team and there's a lot left in the season and those guys will bounce back and we need to get this win over with and move on and, and get on to the next game because uh, we can't just sit on this win. They can't let it affect the preparation for next week. Our players, are, yeah, they're they're a, a year older and um, they worked hard. I mean, I, that's that's why we gave the game ball to our strength conditioning crew because, and our nutritionists because they worked hard. They 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 took a um, a conscious effort just to make make themselves bigger and stronger, you know, and and, and that had to happen with hard work. And unfortunately, we had some a tough season last year, and the guys just wanted to go to work. And um, I'm just glad it paid off. You know, that's that's a great motivator to have all your hard work pay off and wins. And so I'm uh, just really pleased with the way our guys played. Without looking at the film, can you describe what you were seeing in the line of scrimmage, both sides, offense and defense? Um, I, I thought we were hanging in there, you know, um, for a team that's super physical and big and hangs their hat on the run game and stopping the run. I thought we were, I thought we were hanging in there. And the longer we hung in there the, and more games we played, uh, the more plays we kept playing, I, I felt the guys getting more stronger and feeling some momentum and starting to believe that they can hang up there. I mean, these guys were monsters last year, you know, and having Heisman candidate as a, as a running back is just another challenge. It just seems like they have so much going for them, and we just wanted to win the line of scrimmage and be physical, you know. So um, that I thought we were physical. I had to watch the film, but I thought we just hung in there, especially in the de on the defensive side. We uh, beefed up a little bit and used our, some of our bigger players um, because that's what was required this week, you know. So um, and we had a lot of guys rotating and playing different different positions, but I think Coach Tuyaki had a great game plan. And he and his staff did an amazing job at, at uh, trying to contain this, uh, this offense that can be really explosive. And they do really well with the run run game. We, I don't remember really popping any big ones. Um, we had a couple big plays, but not, not anything too crazy for Taylor running down for big touchdowns. Who are some of the Just everybody on the D-line that weighs over 280, basically. You know, we, we yeah, we had, um, we had, I mean, just looking on the roster with all our D linemen, they all played. So, um, you know, we, we I, I guess I have to go over the roster, but we used we used a lot of D linemen and kept them fresh and tried to keep them in there. And I thought Corbin, Corbin, let's look at Corbin right now. He he's a different person than he was last year. You know what I mean? He's bigger, he's stronger. That helped out. But we had a lot of guys, a lot of freshmen contributing this win too on both sides of the ball and on special teams. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, and then you know Sione Takitaki and, and Zane Anderson did a great job, and Isaiah Kafusi came in and rotated a little bit. It's a physical game. I mean, even though the, the play numbers aren't really that big, there's just a bunch of beef pushing you around. You know what I mean? And and uh, so it's taxing on you. And we had to keep guys fresh. We use Adam Pulsifer, uh, Rhett Sandlin, um, you know Isaiah Kafusi, and Riggs Powell. We use those guys also. Um, yeah, it, it's. I think last year we just kind of tried to stick with the guys in there, and uh, Butch unfortunately couldn't go, you know, and, and uh, we kind of knew that ahead of time, probably around Tuesday or Wednesday. So we started preparing the other young guys right to to play in this game, and I thought they they did some good things. They're sound tacklers, you know. Um, got a little exhausted a little bit on some long drives, but man, the guys played hard, and I was really proud of them. And we had to use a bunch of them. Mm-hmm.
I really wanted to go for it on that the first field goal attempt. And um, he wanted it, so I gave it to him. And after he missed, I told him, you get ready again because we're going to go right back to you. And uh, he, he's such a mentally strong kid. I mean, I'm glad he's here. And, and like I said, Gavin did an amazing job holding that ball and, and um, good protection. So, yeah, it was fun, man. That was, that was, a, that was, was a great game. It was a lot of fun. We had, we had so much fun on the sideline. It was just the, the entire game. Just having a great time and not worried about the score, just playing it hard and, and trusting each other. And these guys believed, and that's now we got to keep it rolling. Last couple questions along that line. How, much, how rewarding is that for you, having seen a lot of these guys go through the downturn and, and try and rebound after last week, even just to see them having that much fun playing the game against a really good team? Yeah, I, I think we play, we play better when we're going to let loose and have fun, you know? And, and um, don't put a lot of pressure on them, but I think also they, they need to just realize how well prepared they are. You know, um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of you know what ifs, and uh, it just it, it raced out. And, and we talked about it. We trained these guys. We met with with people in um, the off season. We met with Trevor Reagan and and did a lot of his train ugly stuff to prepare our guys mentally for this. And and then we worked extremely hard the physical part of what we do as a team. Um, in the off season, we practiced different. We went live quite a bit. And in fall camp and in spring ball, but that's just what we did to organize it. The players stuck with it and worked hard and uh, did all that extra time. They're saying it on the sideline that we, this is what we did all our extra time for our player run practices. This is exactly the moment that we've been waiting for, and that's all them. That had nothing to do with me. It's just hard how hard they work at it. Um. I was confident with it because the offensive coaches felt great about it, and uh, Aleva made a great play, and I think they heard us on on practice with that. So yeah, that, yeah, I just and you know me, I like trick plays and I like that kind of stuff. I mean, I like going for it on fourth down and and everything. So um, if we're going to practice it, we better call it, and that's that's what we do. We practice, and and when you call it, the players have a lot of confidence, even if it doesn't work. And, um, the players have a lot of confidence because of it. All right, thank you. Okay, guys, thank you. All right, that was the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Kalani Satake, after today's 24-21 BYU win over Wisconsin. My favorite quote from that entire interview was, wins are like my children, I love them all. That was absolutely awesome. We'll take a break. We'll have more uh, from the locker room, more sound from players and coaches coming up after this on Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard with you. BYU upsets number six, Wisconsin, 24-21. Back to Madison, Sione Takitaki and Tanner Mangum addressing the media. We knew how to, that we had to play stout and big up front. You know, we know they like to pound the ball. And so, you know, since Monday, we've just been preparing and, and um, tip my hat to the coaches. You know, they, they put us in a good situation to make plays, and, um, and uh, it was a good scheme. It's a little nerve-wracking, um, you know, just because it's, it's out of it's, it's out of my hands, and all, all all I can do is watch at that point. But we were all talking about on the sideline, like you know, either Corbin's going to get his long arms up there and block it, or or um, you know, the, the the timeout icing them, you know, might affect them. But you know, either either way, it's either going to get blocked or he's going to miss. Like that's that's kind of what we were thinking on the sideline, like 
just just that optimism you know just always assuming the best and 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 um but man i i've i've already talked with some people and just the the defense loved watching them i loved watching them just that was a physical game you know they're a physical offense and i love seeing our our interior linemen you know kairos and lorenzo and you know bracken obacri and i could go on and then corbin and sione and zane and man those guys are just fighting out there it's it's a physical fight it it makes me glad that i don't have to play that position because those, those guys are getting you know getting beat up in there but i just loved watching their fight and the way they played and um man i was just really proud watching those guys and, and just to hold them to 21 points is huge and then also our our offensive line did an awesome job you know just creating holes our receivers did well with, with the jet sweeps you know kept them off balance a little bit and i just loved watching our offensive line go to work and and create holes for our running backs to to, to run through just an all-around really good team effort team win I told him. I, I said, "Man, I better watch out for my my spot." He, he, he looked good out there. We, you know, we we uh, we worked that play all week, and um, you know, it was, it was just the look that we wanted, and, and we, you know, it worked out, and it was fun. I, you know, and then to see Moroni catch it, and I think I was the first down, first one down there to celebrate with him. It was just that was a big momentum boost. You know, gave us a lot of confidence as an offense. I think that put us up fourteen seven, um, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, just gave us a lot of a uh, lot of momentum. You know, in, in that moment, and so that was that was good for us as an as an offense. Um, it feels good, you know, being a senior, like you said, and um, they, like I said, the coaches just kept, you know, telling us believe, and us players were now leaders, you know, me and Tanner, and we just kept telling everybody believe, man. You know, we we lost the cow, we're not going to look back no more. We got prepared for this team, and we're going to believe in um, going in and scheme wise and everything, and and it just feels good. I feel like it's a big win. How do you feel, Tanner? Man, yeah, it's the same. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm lost it's, for words. Yeah, man. It's, it's it's a great opportunity. It's just a great moment for our team. Like we we've worked so hard. You know, every you know every team um, you know that that we face is, you know is a great opponent. And and so to be able to come in and play against a great opponent and come out victorious, just, it feels good. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of work goes into it. A lot of effort. A lot of sweat and and just a lot of grinding. You know, and and so that that part feels great. Just you know, it's it's really rewarding. And um, but we know we we got to you know stay humble in victory always yeah. and and, and um, you know always just looking forward you know it's one game at a time you know we're gonna we're gonna enjoy this for sure but, but you know but then come you know Monday it's it's back to work yeah. getting ready for McNeese State but really proud of our guys for the way they fought and um, you know this 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 definitely gives us a lot of confidence as a team. <laughs> I think I'm just kind of used to it. Um, I think that just comes with the territory. But I just think mentally, um, it, it does me no good to look to look too far ahead, and does me no good to look behind. And, and, and I've just I've learned the importance of staying present and just staying in the moment and enjoying what we have going on right now. Um, and I, I I think that's applicable even during the game you know just I take it one play at a time you know we, we, we bust off a big run then I'm, I'm looking to the sideline I'm like right next play what do we got next play you know and, and you know we score a touchdown all right you know celebrate and then next play and I, and I think that just that's how you got to approach it yeah and I think it just but by being able to stay present 
you're able to put your best effort forth on, uh, on that particular play. And, and that's how I feel with my career as well. I'm just going to enjoy this one game at a time. Yeah, they just they did their job. You know, we knew that, that uh, their old line is a physical team, and so when you had all those D linemen like Kyrus, you know, um, and uh, Corbin and all those other guys coming in and holding blocks like that, it's really easy for the linebacker to kind of move left or right and just make easy tackles. And so, you know, yeah, I got all the stats and stuff, but it's really those guys, you know, holding those blocks, really playing physical, and holding those pullers and things like that down blocks to, for me and other linebackers to come clean. So, yeah, all, all glory to the D line, seriously. Thank you. It was BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum and linebacker Sione Takitaki. BYU getting the win in Madison 24-21. All right, before I wrap things up and then we send it back to Madison, a couple of other quick scores. And ironically enough, the same score for both BYU women's soccer and number one BYU women's volleyball. Uh, BYU women's volleyball at Weber State. They sweep. They win three to nothing. Also, BYU soccer. Women's soccer taking on Marquette in Milwaukee. They also win by a final score of 3-0. to nil. That is going to do it for Cougar Post Game Live. Your final score, 24-21. BYU upsets number 6 Wisconsin at Camp Randall Stadium. The Cougar Locker Room Show is next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to post-game coverage of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back at Camp Randall Stadium, 24-21, BYU over number six, Wisconsin, back down to the Cougar locker room area, Squally Canada and Aleva Hefo finishing their press conference comments. Uh, we, <clears throat> I was just trying to take the pressure off of everybody. Um, I like those situations, and I think the O-line loves those situations as well. We want the game to fall on us, and, you know, those guys, again, made a great block up front. All week, Coach Stewart was talking about there's going to be a cutback. We may only get one cutback, and there's going to be a big cutback. And that was just the cutback I needed. And I wish we could have scored on that drive. But, you know, I mean, we, we put up three points, but I wish we could have put up a touchdown. But it, it, it did the job, so I'm happy. There was never any pressure, but those guys do help a lot, not just in a run game, but the downfield pass, I mean, downfield uh, run blocking. Those guys, man, just from the O-line to the receivers, those guys block hard, and I, re- I respect that. And I got to do a little bit of better job in pass protection so they can get the ball and, and uh, make plays. Man, I, it was fun, but I wish I could just stay another night and, and go up and see Jamal play tomorrow. I mean, I don't got classes on Monday, but we do got practice. So <laughs> we got practice on Monday, and uh, we're going to get back to work. We're going to get ready for the next opponent, whoever that is, and uh, try to get another W. Overall, it was good for us just to bounce back uh, all week. Actually, starting from the locker room after we lost to Cal, our 
we had a senior captain Tristan and our coach Galani say to put us to rest, and we needed to, to move on. And that, that's what we did. We put that last game to rest. It, it would have been nice to be out three and zero right now, but it's good to bounce back and have a win like this. Thank you, guys. All right, that's the uh, Cougar press conference area down at uh, Camp Randall Stadium. BYU a winner, 24-21 over Wisconsin, the number six-ranked Badgers. Official attendance today was uh, more than 80,000. Again, there were some empty seats here today, but officially it goes as 80,720 as BYU stages the upset. Uh, I called it maybe the upset of the year in college football so far. My memory only two weeks into the season. I can't think of bigger games in which somebody lost in this kind of fashion, but uh, BYU coming in and ending a 41-game, 15-year non-conference home win streak is really something. It is really something. Uh, Well, it's remarkable, and uh, the fact that they, I, I really uh, just have to go back to Kalani's statement that you talked to, to him in the pregame and when he made the, we're going to play tough football and let the points take care of themselves. And so that was his old goal. Let's not think about how many points we have to score to win this thing because it's hard to win any game. Any game, every time you, we line up, there's things that can happen that you end up losing. And, and so uh, you have to score more points. And so the fact that they played tough football, let the points take care of themselves, that was exactly what went on in today's game. One of the plays of the day was the double throw. Aleva Hifo to Morona Laulu Pututau. At the time, it gave BYU a 14-7 to lead. And MLP joins us from the Cougar locker room area. Moroni, thanks for coming on for a minute. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Yes, great to have you. So that play, let's get right to it. The design of it, how long you've been working on it, and why that was the right time to trot it out. Well, uh, i got to give credit to our coaches on this one, 100%. Um, they recognize uh, this defense's strengths, and they turned it into a weakness. And so really we just installed it this week. We've been practicing it. Um, warming up uh, Leva Hifo's arm, you know, he's got some <laughs> shoulder problems, so we uh, warmed him up and uh, just executed it. It was fun. Now, you were on the left side of the line, right, at the tight end position? Yeah, but then I uh, uh-huh. shifted over to the right. Oh, I, that's right. You li- yep. I knew you lined up on the left, and then you shifted to the right, and so mm-hmm. you were straight down the field, and then... Yep, yep. So Everybody we, just uh, let you go. Yep. You're thinking, oh, my gosh, here it comes. <laughs> so when the ball's in the air, uh, you're not, I mean, you're, you're just an athlete. You're just making the play at that point. When you saw the ball in the air, did you realize, I'm, I'm scoring? Yeah, and I, and I knew I had to catch it above my head because the ones you drop were when you <laughs> let it come down into your body, yeah. you know, and then you're hanging in there for a long time. And It's your drill, right? <laughs> it's the drill. It's the drill. And honestly, it's credit to Aleva for being such a weapon and being so dangerous and being so consistent for our team, um, that is the reason why I got open because defenses respect him and, and they have to because he's such an athletic, consistent player for us. Moroni, can you give us a sense of the vibe on the sideline? Kind of, It seemed like kind of start to finish, this was going to be a sideline that felt we're going to do what we need to do to win this game today. It, it looked like you guys were hyped from the get-go and then backed it up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and I mentioned last week, you know, we lost the game four days before the even game Wednesday. And, mm-hmm. and this week was one of our big focuses was to earn it. Um, so it wasn't just the focus on the sideline. That focus started Monday. That focus started the very next week when we were done with that game and all the way throughout the week. And that's what really worked for us is everyone believed throughout the whole week and worked towards it. So we knew coming in like that we had a chance and, and we could we could hang with these guys and you know, we see the result. You, you know, you can never tell h- how the team was going to get to 2-1. and one, But in a way, now that you've been through these three games, Moroni, mm-hmm. 
did what happened against Cal help what happened today? I mean, did, not that you needed mm-hmm. Cal because you want to be three and zero right now, but right. because it happened the way it did, did it help you do what you guys did today? Absolutely, absolutely. And it was—I really think it was a lesson learned that will give us success throughout the rest of the season. And Coach Grimes even mentioned, he said, you know what? In a way, I'm glad this happened. I'm glad this challenge happened because now we see what happens when we don't come with a mindset to move on from such a high, you know, spiritual high beating Arizona. Now we see what can happen. And so I think the whole team understands that. And, you know, we're not going to let that happen again the rest of the year. We're going to come in focus. Well, you guys were having fun during the game and got into the third quarter jump a little bit. Uh, tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we knew it was coming. We yeah. knew that's a tradition for them. And um, we knew we, you know, we, it was all about believing this week. And so <laughs> we just said, you know what, we're going to buy in too. We're going to buy in and, and have some fun with it and, you know, help this, help, like have all this help us as well. You know, it wasn't going to be a downer on us. Yeah, it was fun. We had our boy Mitch Jurgens down with the team and the BYU fans in that corner of the stadium to, to get the fight song live on the radio. You guys made some noise post game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was exciting. I mean, these are the games you remember for a lifetime. These are the games that that you really talk about with your, your boys 10, 20, 30 years from now. And so there's just a lot of emotions going around. I oh. love Mitch Jordan, by the way. Yeah, I, w- I want to <laughs> give you one stat here. As great as Jonathan Taylor is, and he's a Heisman candidate for a lot of good reasons, he's legit. Squally Canada rushing yards, 118. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, 117. Mm-hmm. Squally was your boy today. Sorry, say what? Squally was your guy today. He absolutely, got it done. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? He's underrated. And if people could see, you know, his personality, his fight, his drive, and and how hard he works and how much he loves his team, I think they would appreciate him a lot more like I do, you know. And that's one of the reasons I block so hard or I try to block so hard is because of him. I know he's going to give his all every play, and that's how the rest of the team feels. Congratulations on a great win, a lot of fun, and, uh, yeah, keep it in perspective and get another one, right? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Good job. Moroni, thanks for your time. Thank you, guys. All right, that is Moroni Alaulu Pututau joining us. He had a touchdown reception on the play of the day. One of the plays today, the double throw, Mangum laterals to Aleva Hifo. Aleva, having warmed up that arm, like Moroni <laughs> said, found uh, MLP for the TD, and BYU wins it by a score of 24-21. More from Camp Randall next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back at Camp Randall Stadium, we're in front of 80,000-plus officially. BYU defeats Wisconsin by a score of 24-21. to The last non-conference team to win a game here was UNLV more than 15 years ago. September 13th, so it was 15 years and two days ago when... Uh, when our next guest was uh, was probably still in primary, uh, Corbin Kafusi <laughs> is our guest right now here at Camp, Camp Randall Stadium. Corbin, part of today's uh, winning effort. Corb, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. So, how old were you in two thousand three? Two thousand three, I was I was ten. So okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Still I'm kind primary. of an old guy, but <laughs> yeah. All right. That was the last time that a team, a non-conference team, came and won in this stadium. If you can believe that, Corbin. That is awesome. Isn't that crazy. Wow. So what? What ultimately was uh, w- was the reason you guys did what you did here today? I think for us, it's it's so crazy to me because I've had the opportunity both for football and basketball to play games like this against, you know, top five teams, you know, number one teams. And it's literally the week before the game in preparation for it. There's just this feeling that the team's got to have. And we had it. And so it was so funny because I was like, I've had this feeling before and I know what's going to happen just this whole week. And that was just the <laughs> best part about it. Well, uh I was impressed that uh, they put together a pretty long drive. Uh, 
they're on their last touchdown drive, and they really did a good job. Their line got off and blocked a lot better. The, the, what I'm leading to is your next defensive possession following that touchdown drive was a three and out. And so did you guys recognize that uh, we got to stiffen up on this down this possession right now? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, t- the clock was running, and I think, what, there was probably around six and a half minutes yeah, left right. when they mm-hmm. came out for that. And, I, you know, we, we thought to ourselves, this is probably one of the last possessions, and so let's let's empty the tank because if they get going, we don't want to put it on our offense. You know, I, I have faith that they could do it, but at the same time as defense, we had to take some pride in stopping them. Hey, Corb, in February of 2015, BYU went to Gonzaga and won 73-70. to you were on that team, weren't you? I was. You remember what the number of home games they'd won in a row was? Oh, I was it. The, is it the same number? It's the same number. No way. Forty. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so Gonzaga had a forty-one game home win streak going, and you guys helped end it. Now, this one's a forty-one game non-conference home win streak. But that said, same number. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. So it happened today, and Corb was a part. See, Corb gets to go to Gonzaga and win, and he gets to go to Camp Randall and win. What a life for you, Corb. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just doing what I'm told, and so it's, it's amazing. Hashtag blessed. So uh, <laughs> in, in this game, uh, Sione Takitaki was everywhere oh, and yeah. for most of the game. He ended up getting dinged, left for a little bit, but did come back. Um, how would you describe the kind of game Sione played today and plays generally? I just, I love that guy because he's a dude you can count on to bring it he's a guy that you know you want to have guys that are crazy on the team I'm a little crazy he's okay we got a lot of crazy guys on the team but he's one of those dudes where I look over to him and I'm like I know he's gonna do something big he's gonna he's gonna be there he's gonna rush around and so that's he just brings this feeling of I don't know this this grit and this toughness to us and that's what I love about him you knew you were without Butch today. Did that add any incentive to you guys? Uh, certainly you're going to play hard every down, and I, I know that's true, but uh, you were missing one of your leaders. Oh, absolutely. But the thing about Butch is even though he wasn't in the game, he was, he was in the game in other ways. Oh, good. You know, he was just such a great help on the sideline, getting guys juiced and trying to help us to get the plays right and what he saw. And so that's what I love about him is – He's not in the game, but he finds a way to get in, whether he's on the sideline or not. By the way, back to Sione for a moment. He led the team in total tackles with 13, solo tackles with 8, tackles for loss with 2, and had a sack as well. The other sack came from Zach Daw. Zach didn't play a lot last year. When he did play, it was fullback and special teams primarily. Now he's a D lineman playing alongside you and making plays, Corp. You know, and I love that because that's – that's the beauty of football and just sports in general is that dudes can step up and come into the game and they can make a name for themselves. And so I'm so proud of Zach for taking that moment and shining. Now tell me about that offensive line that we've just uh, complimented. So lo- I'm talking about Wisconsin's offensive line. Uh, were they as good as you've seen? Or were they what the, you felt was, has been touted? You know, I think they're, they're awesome. They're an amazing offensive line. And I remember playing against them last year and, you know, it wasn't much different. And I think the biggest thing for us is that we had changed, that, that we had put in a lot of work that allowed us to, to stymie them in some ways. Good point. Corb, I asked Moroni uh, a similar question. I'll throw it to you, too. You would have loved to be 3-0 and right now and would have loved to not have to learn a lesson that Cal taught you, but did was today's game an offshoot of the lessons you did learn in that tough loss last week? Oh, I, I think so, for sure. There's definitely things we took from last week and you know, we grew from it. We grew a lot from it in order to come in here and do what we did. 
Now, BYU's not going to have a ton of fans in this stadium because they put so many of their own home fans in the building. But by the end of the game, when it was turned to, uh, time to sing the fight song and, and greet the fans, a lot of blue gravitated toward you guys. It sounded pretty nice down there. Oh, yeah. It was, our fans are amazing. and we, we love them to death because they, they're always with us. Kalani told me pregame, he said, uh, you know, I'm not sure how many people outside the locker room believe, but this locker room believes. And he said, we're a confident team coming into today. Can you speak, last thing, Corbin, speak to the confidence with which you guys played today's game? You know, I think the main thing is we, we've got just this fire inside all of us on this team this year. There's just so much inside of us that we can do, and I think this was a great way to showcase that. You know, we still made our mistakes, and there are still some things we can get better on, but we are not a team to count out, and that was – Something that we felt this whole week is that we are a team not to mess with. Okay, last, uh, Wisconsin's last play of the game is the field goal attempt, 42 yards between the hashes. Take us through it from your vantage point. You know, first thing, <laughs> Kalani looked at us, and we were a little bit gassed, and he's like, I'm going to give you another timeout to catch a breath. And so that <laughs> He was, took two of them. He took that, two, right? Exactly. That was huge for us because he looked at me, and he's like, I was, I was huffing it. I was like, shoot, I l- ran out of gas like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> but he was like, okay, catch your breath, and then give me all you got. And that was kind of the thing. It was funny because, you know, we start rushing, and I hear Sione as we rush just go, ah. <laughs> it was just that last final effort. You know, we had nothing left in the tank. I don't know how we're walking right now. So it wasn't touched by anybody, but just wide as far as you saw it? Yeah, it was just wide. As, and they did a pretty good job blocking down on us. And so there wasn't as much penetration we would have liked. But I think that it, we got into that kicker's head a little bit. How sweet is that moment to see the kick go in the wrong direction for them? Oh, it was incredible because, you know, once I knew that I wasn't getting a, a ton of penetration because they literally just dove at our knees, I was like, I looked back with Kyrus and we're like, oh, no. And then we see the ball go wide. And it was just, just this immense feeling of gratitude and just it was awesome yeah so uh you brought up a point that i'm going to just uh, follow up with uh you talked about how you learned so much and got a little more uh emphasis from losing to cal you can learn from winning football games too and so uh, you like you pointed out you made a few mistakes but you can still learn from those in preparation for next week oh absolutely i think winning from something you can learn a ton because you know you know what you did well and you know that you can do it. And yeah. so more than anything, it's just his confidence that we can do something great. Great job, uh, Corbin. Nice win. I was glad I got to be here, man. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Man, I got in free. <laughs> well, something about you and 41-game streaks, whatever it takes, the way to go, brother. Uh, thank you very Let's much. Let's hope somebody else is Wisconsin. Washington? Does Washington have 41 games? <laughs> I don't care how long their streak is. Break that one, too. Thanks, Corbin. Uh, thank you very much. All right, that's Corbin Kofusi joining us. More of our Cougar Locker Room Show coverage continuing on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Final score, 24-21. BYU over sixth-ranked Wisconsin. The BYU football team will arrive back at the Provo Airport at 9.30 p.m. tonight. So if you want to greet the team after today's win, 9.30 p.m. at the Provo Airport. We'll come back here a quick word or two from Paul Christ and then Kalani Sataki around the other side of it on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back at Camp Randall Stadium here in Madison, Wisconsin, BYU 24 and 6th ranked Wisconsin 21. Let's hear a little bit from uh, Paul Christ, the head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers, and then we'll have Kalani Sitake right after that. Here's Coach Christ a short time ago. Our thanks to intern Aaron, Aaron Fitchner, for grabbing these postgame comments. Well, first of all, you, know, get, you have to give credit to, to BYU. You know, they... Uh, it's a good football team. We thought that coming in, and uh, you know, it, it, certainly, you know, locker room 
you know, guys, guys are hurting right now, and we've got to take that, that hurt, and we've got to all own our part in it, players, coaches, and opportunity to move forward. And, you know, got a chance to start, you know, rivalry game, Big Ten season, so we've got to learn from this one and, um, and move forward. What, as you sit there right now, what's most surprising about your team's performance today, giving up too many big plays to their offense, some mistakes, and lack of efficiency on your offense? I don't know that there's necessarily you know one more than another, and, and there's no doubt you know they're you know they had some big plays offensively, and um, you know two long runs set up two two of their scores, and then. You know, the, another score was set up on a short field uh, on a, you know, third down pick that we had there. And, you know, offensively, yeah, I didn't feel like we were very just say, consistent in running the football and, and we weren't great on third down. And, and you need to be, for us to be our best, you need to be uh, a little bit more efficient on those and and gives you more opportunities. And, and so um, there's certainly... You know, I don't think our you know our special teams didn't really. It's a team. You, we win as a team, and and everyone can can own their part equally in a loss. And and so we've all got to take a, a look at the things that we can control, and and how can we get better? And and we've got to take those steps to get better. And that's the opportunity that we have. Uh, Paul, how much impact did Xander's absence have uh, as far as having a consistent running game, like you said? You know, it's. Um, you know, certainly, you know, we, we like Xander a lot in there. And, and, you know, the same could be said defensively, you know, when, when we lost Gink early on. And yet, you know, there's opportunity for others to step in and to step up. And, and so, um, you know, you want, you want those players in there. And, and yet, um, you know, we didn't. And we've got to find a way to overcome those too. Oh, Rafael's been so consistent for you guys for a long time. Uh, what, if anything, did you say to him if you had a chance to, to talk to him? Yeah, I mean, you know, he has been consistent, and he'll he'll have more opportunities this season for for big kicks and and whatnot. And so, um, you know, it, it never does. You, everyone in here knows it, it doesn't come down to that that one play, right? And and so um, he had an opportunity, and and you know, we didn't we didn't make it. And no one hurts more than than Hoff, but the the whole team can can own this one. Needs to own it, and the whole team therefore can make a choice, and and that's what it'll be. And, and how do we move forward and grow grow from it? All right, that is a Paul Christ, head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. Coming up, BYU head coach Kalani Sitake. This has been the Cougar Locker Room Show live from Camp Randall Stadium on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. And sixth ranked Wisconsin. 21, first win over a top 10 team in nine years. Coach Satake and the BYU Cougars got it done, and Kalani joins us now from the Cougar locker room area. Kalani, hearty congratulations to you and the guys. What a day. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, just proud of the way our guys played, you know. Uh, We we talked about how hard this game was going to be and how physical it was going to be, and I thought our guys uh, played extremely hard, and we are just having fun, man. We are having a good time and just being thankful for the position that we're in and, and the opportunity to represent our families. And, um, you know, it's just uh, I thought the uh, we weren't having enough fun. And I that's a, a dangerous thing to tell your team to do yeah. because um, some people may think that's a lack of focus when the truth is we were, we were focused. It was just a, 
just being thankful for what, what, what we get to do, you know, and um, uh, yeah, I thought that, that allowed us to stay loose and have fun and, and play the game, but then we played hard and we believed in each other and a lot of great things happened and, and some things went our way, some things uh, didn't, but um, just happy that we kept it close and then be able to come out with a win at the end. A couple things that uh, come out of that hallway we talked in during pregame. Number one is this, and I'm paraphrasing you here, but I put it into a tweet uh, after listening to your pregame interview that we had on the air. And this is what you said. It doesn't matter what others are saying. This locker room believes that we can win. Then you went on to say, talking about the fans, we know we have great support, and these guys believe they can win. We'll go in with that attitude. We had a great week, and our guys are feeling really confident. You had that vibe. Your guys had that vibe, and it carried out that way. Yeah, and it was a great, a great timing. You know, this is the I, I had that vibe because these guys, they they were showing it. The players, the leaders took over, and um, I really didn't have to do much. And so, uh, I'm I'm glad that the players believe in each other, believe in what we stand for, and what we do here as a program. And um, and they love their fans, and and uh, it was just a, a great experience. So, I, I said that because it's the feeling I got from the players, and as I watched them prepare all week, it's what I saw them do, and and how they um, to, uh, approached every day and every practice. And it was different, you know. And so this is a, this is a time for these guys to really band together. And, and um, that's the whole purpose of what we do, a band of brothers and keep fighting together. And, and, um, but then also have a lot of appreciation for the game, respect for your opponents. And uh, our guys had a lot of fun. It wasn't, there's no anger involved. We just played composed football and uh, knew that we were going to get, uh, you know, get into a, an old-school smash-mouth type of game, and, and uh, last year we didn't respond well. This year these guys were prepared for it. We, we expected to get hit in the mouth, and that's what we wanted to do. That was part of our game plan. The second thing out of that pregame conversation was the 2016 lucky hat that you brought out for today. <laughs> yeah, it's really warped, and I think Grimey did the same thing. Me and Grimes had some old-school hats, and it was just to remind our guys of what, what you know, this is going to be an old school type of game. And that has to be our mindset to, to kind of go back to what we lean on and be a physical team and, and match their physicality on the other side. And, and then we did that, and then I thought we, met, we, we exceeded with our energy and our belief, and we started gaining momentum, and everyone started believing, and our fans were just getting excited that we're here in Camp Brandle, you know. So um, the game worked out in our favor. I'm glad that we were able to get the win. Um, we're going to celebrate it, but then uh, – Got to get ready and get, get going on the next one and remind our team of that. And, and these guys, this is something that could really help us um, catapult us into the season and get ready for next week. Coach, I'm going to pick a point also that you mentioned before the game because it's hard, not, you know, it's hard to win any football game. But when you're playing a really good physical team, uh, I really like the point that you made that you were going to come out and play tough football and let the points take care of themselves. And uh, you went on the field and matched them pretty much toe for toe as far as the toughness part. Yeah, this is a challenge. You know, we issued the challenge to our team that this is the toughest team, Wisconsin, the toughest team in college football. And at BYU, that's kind of been our mantra this year is to be tough, you know, and and um, it's hard at BYU. I've said, you guys heard me say that how many times I've said it's hard to be a football player at BYU, a student athlete, to live the type of honor code and, and code of conduct that we live and then to have to play tough opponents, um, especially early in the season. And then to, to um, you know, just uh, the, the requirement that we asked them to do, even with all our hard, our, our hard work off the field and how they have to represent themselves, we, we asked them to be good, good um, ambassadors for our church uh, to, to others and play with sportsmanship in class. And these guys found a, good, they found a good mix of all of it because that's who they are as people. And all we had to do is just go out there and, 
and execute and have a good time, you know, and, and yeah. appreciate it. And I felt like these guys are really loose, you know. You can feel that, Greg, you know, from the beginning. You can feel that these guys are excited and they're just anticipating this matchup. But they're they really excited for the physical part of it, but then also excited for the challenge. And we have plenty of fans that, that believe in us, and they were here today. We have plenty of fans that are back home and all over the, all over the world that believe in this team. And uh, all I need is this team to believe in themselves. And you saw what happens. You see what happens yeah. when they do believe in themselves. Well, there were many times today that uh, your players were helping their players up and patting them on the back. And uh, I thought that was a positive example of what you're talking about. Uh, you also mentioned that this was going to be a good test because of uh, the game that uh, went on in Provo last year. And it becomes a barometer and where you are in making those steps to becoming Wisconsin-like. Yeah, and that's a, last year we just couldn't match their physical part of the game, and they, they shoved us around. Mm -hmm. um, so our guys went to work, and we, we, that's what we want to be. We want to be that type of team that goes and pushes people around. You know, the only difference is that we help people up in between the snaps. <laughs> you know, that, and um, right. I just think that we have to do that. That's kind of like our deal. You know, I, and when I, I played – I played here with Lavelle, and, and, and uh, we, we never really needed to play angry. And I thought some of our guys were playing with a like an angry vibe, and that's not how you win. You make bad decisions when you're angry, but you, if you play with love and appreciation um, that, and gratitude, that's, that's, that's what carries more. And, and, um, and I think we need to show more composure, and that's why we focused more on that stuff and, and had a lot of energy and excitement. Kalani, approaching halftime in today's game, uh, it looked like you were about to go up 21-7. to seven. Uh, You had a catch inside the five-yard line, and you score there. Wow, it's 21-7, and you're going to have a lead at halftime, it looks like. And the play gets overturned on the Holker play, and, and uh, a field goal gets missed, and Wisconsin scores, and boom, now it's 14-14. You're thinking, man, we are close to a two-touchdown lead. So that's adversity right there, and that's a reset moment. And, uh, and the way you guys bounce back from not to, to, to get the win, uh, it says a lot about you. Yeah, that's well. That's our our players, and we kept having fun. I mean, we're, we you know we missed some opportunities and um, could have, could have really capitalized on some others. But man, we were still playing the game. There's a lot of football left. We yep. knew that, and um, we didn't get down on ourselves. And the leaders were kept kept everyone going and positive. And Skyler missed the field goal, and, and we told him, "Hey, you're gonna have another shot at that. You get ready for another shot at that." And um, who would have thought that it was around yeah. the same area, maybe a little closer, you know? But um, and it's a game winner from 45. Exactly, and 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 uh, but you know the the whole belief system on it was that hey this is just some adversity. These guys have been through a lot, you know, and um, so there's really this they kind of they're built for this. They're built for anything that doesn't go well um, when you don't get the calls your way, and and you know we, we felt like there were some calls that we, they could have made for us that, that some holds and stuff like that, but. Our guys didn't complain. They just let me doing all the, do all the complaints, and that's the way it should be. Our guys just kept playing, um, you know, and, and uh, I, I thought uh, I thought they, the energy was just amazing, and, and we just need to continue to keep that going and be consistent with our energy and our excitement and, and just keep having fun going to this next week. Speaking of that Skylar Southam field goal, for each field goal BYU makes this year, Mountain America donates $500 to the American Red Cross. So far this season, Mountain America's donated $1,000. Two field goals from Skylar Southam, including the game winner today. Mountain America Credit Union guiding you. And then, Kalani, before you had to break here, it comes down to a missed field goal to seal the deal. It was a 42-yard try from Rafael Gaglianoni, and it was wide, and that was it. BYU's a winner on that play. And you, you talked about calling two timeouts, and it wasn't a true icing the kicker scenario because you were just trying to get your guys some rest, right? Yeah, it was a long drive, and mostly Corbin. He's our tallest and our best um, field goal blocker, and he was huffing. 
he was tired and he was breathing hard. And so my first instinct was like, hey, we're, there's, only, there's only 47 seconds and, you know, if they make it, we'll go to overtime. We'll be happy with that. That was my first thought. But, uh, but I also wanted my guy to get rest. And then if we're going to a chance to block it, the 6'9 guy on the field probably has the best chance, but he's got to be fresh, you know. And so the first timeout I took and he was happy. And then I said, do you want another timeout? And he said, yes, please. And so I took another timeout. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to be a jerk to the kicker. I just was trying to get my guys rested and make sure that we had the best, you know, to get Mike Shelton in there so he can come off the edge and just get the, all the guys because we were rotating quite a bit on that last drive. And, um, you know, and then on the last one, I, I, I didn't think we needed to take that last one. But um, I was ready to take it just in case. I, just, I wanted him to keep, keep guessing if I was going to take it or not. Yeah. How was your yeah. angle and view on the field goal kick itself? Um, my, I always look at the kick, but then I always look at our players. And if I see our players waving like they missed it, then I get really excited and <laughs> look for the ref for confirmation. That's how I do it. <laughs> so I didn't believe it until I saw the refs actually <laughs> um, signal no good. I I started getting excited, though. It was just such a cool feeling, man. And, um, yeah. yeah, it would have been and nice then, to Paul block Chris, it, but that was cool. Yeah, Paul Chris stopped the clock once, but then knowing it wouldn't matter to stop it another time, he didn't call that last time out. And then you guys got to victory formation it and celebrate it out. And what a great feeling to, to have some fun with your fans. And there, were, there was a good number of them here in Madison today. It was they great. were. And, and our, our players did a great job by thanking our fans, singing the fight song with them. Um, that were closer, and then they ran all to the the guy, the, the fans in the nosebleeds, and showed them appreciation on the other side, opposite side of the field, and waved at them and thanked them and, and sang the song for them too. So I, I was really proud of our guys. That's, these guys love the fans, and and um, they show so much appreciation for them. And, and so I, I'm just proud of our guys and how much, uh, how hard they played, but how how thankful they are for the people that cheer for them. So it's it's a huge it's a huge blessing for me to see that as a person. Closing comments with Kalani are coming up next. BYU comes to Madison and in front of 80,000-plus snaps a 41-game non-conference home win streak. And don't forget this, folks, a 20-game regular season win streak. They didn't lose a regular season game last year. The last team to beat Wisconsin in the regular season was number 2 Ohio State two years ago. More with Kalani here at Camp Randall on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Kalani Sitaki with us live one-on-two, if you will, with Mark and me. Let's take 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. Final score, BYU 24 and number 6, Wisconsin 21 here at Camp Randall in front of 80,000-plus. Fans, it is time for our big-time performance of the game, brought to you by Bank of American Fork. Enjoy a free checking account that can earn big interest with the MyRate checking account from Bank of American Fork. And I think we're going to follow your cue today, Kalani, and give the big-time performance of the game to the guys that you gave the game ball. Tell us who got the game ball today and why, and why they might be also our big-time performance this week. (laughs) Yeah, we gave it to our strength and conditioning um, crew, uh, our, our staff, and then also with our nutritionist with, um, that, that works there. So Dan Wilcox and Newton and the whole group. Um, just because we went to work. After the, uh, the Wisconsin game last year, I told Newton, this, that's what I want to be. I want to get our guys bigger and to do that at the line of scrimmage. And so he went to work. Uh, we, we, our guys went to work with him, and they worked extremely hard. Our players did some extra stuff to get them ready. Um, so uh, this was, we were excited for this game to see kind of where we measure up, um, and, and I was really pleased with how we played. Uh, regardless of what the score says, I was 
pleased how we hung on, on the line of scrimmage and and uh in all different positions how we were able to play and, and we're physical and strong and uh, that should work well for us this year if we had to pick an offensive and a defensive player to add on to, to game balls, uh, Sione on defense was everywhere. Big game for him, even though he got dinged a little late, came back in. And squ- not often that somebody's going to outrush Jonathan Taylor in a game. Kalani and Squally did that today, 118 to 117. He busts two big runs as part of his 118-yard day. Uh, but he, but that, that's all part of his day, and those were huge when they came. Yeah, and we were able to spread the run game uh, around. I mean, we had Squally, Aleva, Riley. Dylan, Lopini, you know, even even Tanner had a QB run in there, and, and Dax had a run. And so we were able to do that with a lot of different bodies with our jet sweep system. And, um, you know, so Squally, only, he made the most out of his runs. He averaged over 10 yards a carry. And um, some would say, well, you should probably give him the ball more. But the whole system that we were trying to work was a lot of misdirection and a lot of different bodies that can we can feed the ball. And so um, that's what we did, you know, and we tried to contain um, Taylor on the, on the other side. And, uh, I was really pleased with the, what we, our guys did, and, and uh, I think we give a lot of credit to the O-line, D-line, but yeah. the other guys tackled well. You know, we made some mistakes along the way, but I thought uh, we played well as with our, our linebackers and our safeties and our corners, and then I thought our receivers and our tight ends played well, too, with our running backs. And so um, everyone did well, and, and Tanner took care of the football. We didn't turn yeah. the ball over, which was a huge get for us. We we got a turnover on our side and got a couple sacks and some disruptive plays, and um, we still need to get out of third downs. That will help us. But I was really pleased with how hard our guys played. And this is a great team. This is a great Wisconsin team yeah. that we just beat. And I was just pleased with how physical we, we were as a team. So the physical part has got to be something we have to hang our, our hat on and, and the toughness that our guys showed today. I did want to compliment the offensive line because, again, I don't think uh, we mentioned it enough today. But, uh, boy, they really did hang tough. Uh, there were times that they got beat up, and there were times where they were doing the beating. And so, uh, as you mentioned last week, Cal used your game plan. Well, today you used Wisconsin's against them. Yeah, and and I think we'll be fine if we keep using uh, similar game plans. And obviously, you talk to Coach Grimes, he'll say we'll throw the ball if we need to and we'll run the ball if we need to. That's uh, what we're going to do. We're, we're going to try to do whatever we can to get a win. And we really talk about our strategy as a as a group, as a coaching staff on offense, defense, and special teams, and try to get our guys in the best position to have success and then get a win. That's the key. And that, um, we did that. We played with a lot of freshmen today. We, we had guys that were banged up. Butch didn't play. Mm-hmm. We also had uh, Neil and Micah were kind of um, kind of banged up as well on offense. So we played with Dax Milne and, and um, you know, Gunnar Romney and a lot of freshmen, Dallin Holker, a lot of freshmen that contributing. And El um, Keanu Saliapanga started at left guard and did a great yeah. job as a freshman, you know. So we got a lot of young guys that got a lot of great playing time against this uh, this, this uh, crazy atmosphere. And, this uh, you know, it's a hostile environment. And our guys played really well, and, and we came out with the win. So a lot of things, a lot of growth was made through, through this game. And, it helps that we won the game as well. Well, Kalani, we have to let you go to get on the bus so you can get on the plane and so you can get back to Provo Airport at 930, where I know some BYU fans will be waiting for you. But, again, uh, so happy for you and the guys. Uh, what happened today It was so much fun to be a part of from a vantage point that we shared up here at the broadcast booth. But congrats to you and all the guys for all the hard work that was rewarded today. Yep. Uh, all the best to you. Safe travels, and we'll see you back for your show on, on Tuesday night. But uh, way to go again, and uh, here we go. Let's go. Hey, I, th- I just want to thank you guys. We're all in this together. You know what I mean? So we're all BYU and thank the fans, but thank what you guys do for our program and for our fans. And uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun, get ready for this next one, but we're going to have a, g- a great time on the flight back. Yeah, good. Thanks, right, Kalani. Guys. Go Cougs. Thanks, go Cougs. All right, thank that's you. Kalani Satake, and that is.
our post-game coaches show here from Camp Randall Stadium. So uh, we'll have Mitchell Juergens uh, join us, rejoin us here in the broadcast booth. Nate Mickle's still with us here in the broadcast yeah. booth. He's been kind of, like, kind of jumping in here and there with the Nate. It's a good time to bring Nate's mic on uh, uh, again for a second. We'll have Nate, I think, maybe make it a four-man booth for the rest of our post-game. But, uh, Nate, you've been a part of some pretty big wins in BYU football history, and uh, you've been through a lot enough of these pre-games, these celebratory, I mean, these celebratory post-games that Mitch is going through down there with Kalani. You know how that feels, and uh, nothing beats it, right? Yeah. I mean, this is an all-time game. I, to come into Big Ten country like we've seen, you know, a handful of times together. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska had that streak, right? I mean, Nebraska doesn't lose opening season games <laughs> at home. They never lose in 100 years, and, and we were there to see that happen, going into Michigan State they, yeah. and just playing smash-mouth football in East Lansing, and now tonight, come here to Madison. And, and to make it sweeter, you know, a couple things. First of all, we lost last week. That was rough. Yep. Uh, but the other thing is my memory of the game here last time, man, it was just sad. We got manhandled. They yeah. just out-physicaled us. We never really had a chance. It was a 10-point game, but we just got whooped. But tonight... There it was. Sweet. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll have uh, Cougar Nation now coming up next. So we'll be with you for the next while. As long as you want to join us, uh, you can tweet us at Greg Rubel or using the hashtag BYUCNN. Hashtag BYUCNN. That stands for BYU Cougar Nation now. We'll continue with that as we continue from Camp Randall on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to BYU Dining's Cougar Nation now. BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Be a part of the show by emailing your questions to CougarNationNow at BYU.edu or tweet your questions using the hashtag BYUCNN. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back here at Camp Randall Stadium, 80,000-plus on hand as BYU defeats Wisconsin by a score of 24-21. to 21. Reversal of fortune from last season. And, Mark, I think I said that we, we talked about it in the pregame. I brought up it as a discussion point. Uh, I, I wanted to see, and, of course, you always want the win. That has to be the end result. But BYU had a couple of games last year that were not just uh, losses. They were dispiriting. And yeah. to BYU went uh, down to New Orleans and didn't cross the 47 and yeah. got shut out by LSU. Just got and, whooped. And then they brought... Wisconsin to Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and Wisconsin had never played a game in Utah before, and you have home field, you got altitude, and all these things. And, and two then, field goals is what you get. Two field goals. Game. Lose 40 to 6, you're never in the game. And, and I just wanted to see something different from that. I wanted to see a sea change from those two games to something better, something different, and progress. And even though you're coming off a really tough loss to Cal last week, and that kind of reset some expectations for some people, I, I think I just wanted to see something that showed that last year wasn't going to be this year's team, that they weren't going to lose the kinds of games they were losing last year. Not just losses, but dispiriting losses. Not only do they show that, yeah, there's been growth and development, they win the game on top of it. At one of the toughest places to win a game, could not be more proud of BYU football and the way they bounce back. And, and the ability, and there has to be an ability to, to tune out the noise because the noise got louder after last yeah. week. And because there's a, almost a PTSD effect from last year, that once, once something bad happened, you're almost waiting for bad things to happen. And this was a chance to, again, reversal of fortune in a really tough place to do it and a tough way to show progress. But they did. They played, like you said, they played Wisconsin football and beat them at it. Now, Wisconsin still had some decent numbers, and BYU will have better offensive days. But 24-21 is the only thing that really matters in the end. And that's what BYU did just a week after what happened against Cal. Well, look, uh, Wisconsin was completing nearly 60% of third-down conversions. And today it was half of that number. It was at 30%. 
And uh, that is just uh, an enormous change. Now, I also, we've commented that the, their first two opponents this year were weaker than what BYU has played. But uh, today, BYU is more than meeting the test of uh, are they going to be able to tough and be able to make big plays to win. And they did. They did that thing. They overcame a drop ball uh, at the three-yard line that was going to be kind of the big play that you didn't get. Uh, they overcame a pass interference. A missed field goal. That, yeah, and a missed field goal. And uh, so all of those things uh, – I thought that they did a much better job of improving their mistakes. They made better blocking assignments. They uh, you know, did a good job of hanging on to footballs. Uh, they didn't make the two mistakes in a row as many times today as they did last week. And it ends up uh, in giving you an opportunity to win. And one of the mistakes made last week was uh, an interception in a scoring position. And today, no turnovers. And so BYU's 2-1. and one. And in the two wins, they haven't turned the ball over one time. Pretty good way to win games is not turn the ball over. I did think that Tanner was very cautious about throwing the ball downfield, and, and, and I thought maybe he was going to have to do that. But uh, he, I, I think he was just making sure that he wasn't going to have that happen as a turnover. He made sure of who he was throwing to each time. And he did throw to the check down quite a bit, but uh, uh, helped his percentage of completion. And a pretty good way to win <laughs> games, too, is rush the ball the way BYU did today. I'm not sure that uh, a lot of teams out there will end up with a greater yards per carry than Wisconsin, but not only did BYU do that, it was better than two yards per carry more wow. than Wisconsin's. Check this out. BYU average yards per rush today, 6.8 to Wisconsin's 4.7. Wow. 2.1 yards better per rush than Wisconsin today, and this is a Wisconsin team that ran for 204. Okay, so they do it well and yet BYU is that much better in yards per rush. So now, BYU since 2005 is 45-5 and five when they rush for five yards or more per carry. And in the Kalani era, they're 2-1 and one in those games, 10-1 in those games with nine straight wins. So the five yards per rush landmark is a pretty significant one to get to, and, and, and they did that, and when they do that, you do that, you're likely to win the game. But are you going to be able to do it at Camp Randall against this type of Wisconsin team? That's exactly what BYU did to come away, help come away with the 24-21 to 21 win. So that 6.8 yards per rush number is huge. And even just the fact that they had more yards per play than Wisconsin, 6.1 to 5.5. BYU made use of only 51 plays. Yeah, 50, 51 was, plays is not a big number. That's okay, not that, a big number. It's a very low number. So 71 what, for Wisconsin. So what do you do with those 51 when the opponent runs 20 more snaps than you? When the opponent gets 20 more snaps than you and they're Wisconsin playing on their home field, getting six yards of play and, and almost seven yards of rush is a pretty good way to go about business. And another good way to win is score in every quarter, and that's what BYU did today as well. When you score in every quarter... Uh, in the uh, Kalani Sitake era, BYU is now a modest 6-1. and one. But when Bronco was coaching, it was 46-6. and six. And so you're winning 80-90% to 90% of your games when you score in every quarter. It's pretty consistent. I mean, it's pretty simple, but consistency matters. They went 7-7-7-3, seven, 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 and you're a winner by 3-24-21. And that was, uh, well, the whole thing uh, was just really a fun game. Uh, there was a suspense. It, it's a close game. Three close games in a row now that BYU's been facing, and uh, uh, here they are on top against a, a really good football team, Wisconsin. So all, right. uh, all in all, 
you know, it is. It, it is totally the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat as you look at those situations of how high they were after Arizona, how low they were after Cal. And today I thought they were pretty even, mellow, even, you know, the point that uh, that Bronco always, always used to think is that uh, we expect to win. So when we do win, <laughs> maybe you don't get that same high. Well, BYU was plenty high today, yeah, uh, and and uh, and jumping around during the jump around time Eek. of the game, and and Eek. Kalani said it again. We had to have fun, and people think fun means lack of focus. No, you can do both, and, yeah. And 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 this was this was the best of both worlds in that respect today. This is BYU Cougar Nation now, brought to you by uh, BYU Dining. hashtag BYUCNN hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. We'll be going to Twitter and taking your listener comments and spurring our discussion points as we roll along here. Hashtag BYUCNN. We've heard from Nate Mickle. Let's now hear from Mitchell Juergens back up from the locker room area. Mitch, you've been a part of some big wins. Again, the last te- time that BYU beat a ranked team, you caught the winning touchdown. It was against <laughs> Boise State, number 20 Boise in 2015. And here we are three years later. BYU finally gets another ranked win. And this one, not just a ranked team, but a top 10 team at number 6 Wisconsin. How was it down there and your overall assessment of the day? Yeah, I mean, first off, I'm very happy that that... Uh, that Boise State win was taken down with this win today. Um, the atmosphere was just incredible. Um, like you mentioned, I, I mean, I know a number of people have alluded to it today, but when the jump around song came on, I was on the field and it was shaking. I mean, it was, I, I've never been a part of something like it. It was, it was so cool. Um, and then, but the best part about it was seeing our players jump around and, and, and that's ex- coming into this game. That's what, you know that's what I wanted to. That's what I wanted to see. Uh, Jason uh, Shepard asked me a question in pregame. How do you approach um, a game where you're playing such, you know, an I guess you could say an overrated team where you are the underdog? And and my answer to his question was just have those guys jump around, have those guys play with no stress and pressure because you're expected to lose the game um, on paper. And and they did that. I mean they they just made plays and it was such a fun atmosphere the energy was so high and super happy for all the players the coaches the fans that came out and supported they were loyal and it was just an awesome experience uh so i wanted to know though on the game when they were out there playing uh, we heard a few pops and i wanted to know how physical you saw the game from the sideline because You know, the game is so different than when I was out there. And these guys are big, massive football players. And tell me about how uh, how the pops were going on when it was game time. Yeah, it's, you know, to create a big pop, it doesn't just come from one side of the ball. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, hats off to him. He runs hard. And, and we saw that as he was coming in and going head on with backers in line and our D linemen, I mean, it was loud. And that just goes to show you how strong Jonathan Taylor was and how strong and big our D line and linebackers stepped up today. I mean, it was just, it was so impressive. And it was definitely, I mean, you could feel the physicality from both teams today. And, I mean, Kalani alluded to it. He, the guys looked stronger this year than they did last year. And, and we definitely, I definitely saw that on the field. I mean, they were strong. They, they rotated a lot of guys to keep them fresh. And I think that was a big key to how we took down or how BYU took down this team today. Nate Mickle, how's Mitch doing in your old job? Man, <laughs> makes me uh, look bad, no. first of all. Uh, second of all, what a cool 
thing we got going here. Yeah. Four of us here. <laughs> Camp yeah. Randall, who would have thought? Uh, I, you know, I'm seeing the highlights of Mitch catch the touchdown against Boise. It's, it's all over Twitter, you know, and I, remembering like how that felt in that moment after beating Nebraska, and then you come home, do the same yeah. thing against Boise State. Uh, one player I did want to talk about tonight was Hifo. Hifo's a guy that from day one, uh, very first time I saw him run routes in practice, you say, oh, my gosh, that guy, he's got some wiggle. He, he can make stuff happen. And we've seen glimpses all throughout. And today, uh, he didn't do anything that jumps out at you. But then you look at his stats. He had five rushes for 45 yards. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big contribution. Yeah. He had three catches for 32 yards. And he, had some, he made some guys miss, especially down here in the end zone, right? Spun out of, he made yeah. three guys miss, actually, Absolutely. just on that little first yeah, down you're there. Right. And then he had the 31-yard touchdown pass. Pretty good game for Hefo. Great to see him making plays. And, and that's what the guys did. Zane with the pick, Hefo with the catches, Tanner doing just enough, not making any big mistakes. So great to see the guys make plays when they needed to. Hashtag BYUCNN. Thank you, Nate. From Jarrett Webster. Credit to the coaches and players getting off the mat after last week. Great work all around. Nothing lucky about that win. One in the trenches. And so here's BYU guys at 2-1 and one through three games with the one loss by three points. In which they'll look back and go, ah, this play, that play, so close. And yes, BYU's going to say, man, we're pretty close to 3-0 and right now with a win over a nationally ranked team here in Wisconsin. And yet there's also the flip side of it that says... Well, if BYU got to 2-0, and would they have had the same edge that helped them today here in Madison? And it's a point of conjecture, and who will ever know, because they didn't get to 2-0. and But something about it that says to me that this was a, it was a reaction game, and, and not that you want to say, oh, we needed to lose that game to get this. But because they did lose it, I think you, you, a reaction was forced, and the reaction we saw today was uh, one that I think should make all of Cougar Nation proud. Yeah, you heard it both from uh, Moroni and Corbin. They both said mm. that this was a game, you know, after the Cal loss, it definitely contributed to the way they played today. And, uh, I mean, it, it does. At times, to get to reach your potential, you go through adversity. You go through struggles. And I think they had a, you know, uh, a moment last week where they realized, hey, you know, we can't come off of these highs and just ride them and think that we're invincible now. Um, because Cal came out and played a great game. And so um, I think especially coming back after a big loss like Cal, coming back and winning against the number six team, now they've got confidence and they know that if they put forth effort and preparation um, into the week prior to the game, I mean, they can beat and compete with anybody. And so I thought, yeah, I mean, very um, very great uh, way to bounce back after a Cal loss and indefinitely, it, I, I think it fueled the fire and, and made him play with a lot of passion and heart out there. We'll take a break, and we'll continue with your thoughts, comments at Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN. That's BYU Cougar Nation now, hashtag BYUCNN. For more of BYU Dining's Cougar Nation now, Greg Rubel and Mark Lyons with Mitchell Jurgens and Nate Mickle. You know what? We've got a quarterback here. We've got a couple of good slot receivers. I do nothing of, 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 <laughs> that's useful, but we have a pretty good offensive lineup building here in the press box right here. It's pretty good stuff. All right, we'll take a break. It is BYU 24. Well, and wait a minute. We threw the ball around a lot of times back in the old days when I could still throw. and You still run, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, I'll tell you, 
you would have been a gamer. Hey, and I'll tell you what, though, too. If somebody <laughs> saw us walking out of the booth, they might say, that looks like a pretty good, good backgammon team. And they would be right, Greg, because <laughs> we've got a great backgammon player here. That I, that I can do. I can make a few moves that way. I would not help uh, the receiving core in any, in any stretch. Uh, 24-21, BYU over sixth-ranked Wisconsin is our final score. BYU Dining Cougar Nation now continues. Give us a shout. Hashtag BYUCNN. We're talking about it and taking your comments and thoughts on Twitter as we roll on from Camp Randall Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU Dining, Cougar Nation now continues. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. Greg Rubel, Mark Lyons, Nate Mickle, Mitchell Jurgens, all in the booth. Yeah, Nate, a uh, voice from the past, uh, living yeah. in nearby South Bend, Notre Dame, came up for the game and uh, joined us in the booth as the third man in the booth, now fourth man in the booth as we roll on here in the postgame. BYU 24, Wisconsin 21 here at Camp Randall. Mark, what? Just think about Nate. You know, he gets to see those Notre Dame games every week. <laughs> And then he gets to roll up here and watch BYU beat Wisconsin. What a life. Oh, man. What a life. <laughs> so, so I did the hashtag Badger bookends in honor of Mark Lyons because 1980 was Mark's first year on the radio broadcast. And in 1980, they came to Madison and won. 28 to 7. Or 24 to 3. Something like that. <laughs> I mean, one, was, it, was, it, was it 28 to 7? I thought, was, I thought it was a different score. I thought it was the same 24 points that BYU scored. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Now I'm going to go I check it out. Uh, it hold was on, a- hold on, hold on, hold on. It was uh, 28 to 3. We're both wrong. Oh. 28 to 3. <laughs> so, uh, so in 1980, uh, your first season, you came here and got a win. Man, and now, was- here all these years later, some people have said it's your last season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get a win again Speaking in of Madison. Lies. Hashtag Badger bookends. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I have, a, I have an application in it at a few other schools. but uh and i remember i remember the game so vividly and it was a hard fought it was a tough game wisconsin was four and seven that year and uh, byu had to work to get that uh 28 to 3 win and uh but the thing i was so impressed with were the fans man alive they they were just so into football they were uh tailgating so early they stayed an hour after with that band out there playing and today uh, at the end of the game, so there were a lot of BYU fans intermingled with uh, Wisconsin fans all around the stadium. But I saw right here in front of us, as the Wisconsin fans were leaving, they reached over and shook the hands of the BYU fans. The band at the start of the game made the big W on the field and everybody roars. And then they turn around and make BYU. They spelled out BYU on the field. It's one of those Big Ten uh, kind of... Uh, we're all into this thing together, and I really appreciate uh, the good fan support that they have for both sides. Uh, Tanner Squires on Twitter asking, hashtag BYUCNN, where does this rank in all-time BYU victories? Well, BYU has two wins over number one ranked teams, and so uh, it's pretty hard to beat number one wins. Uh, and, you know, they started the year against Pittsburgh when Pittsburgh was ranked number one before they ran the table and became number one. So uh, that was in 1984. So you think I'm wrong? They weren't ranked number one when BYU played them. Oh. I don't think they were ranked number three. Oh, I, Three I, or five. But either way, oh, I, it, 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 I, gets, um, it gets in the top ten. It gets in the top ten absolutely. Of, of all-time BYU wins. Maybe uh, top five. Even though Michigan wasn't a great team, it was the win that gave you a national championship. That's up there. Of course, the Miami game is up there for obvious reasons. Oklahoma being number three at Jerry World is a big game for those reasons as well. So it's in the top ten, top five, some would say. 
Yeah. You know, but uh, I, I think because of what Wisconsin is, too, and the streak they had going and where BYU just was last week, there are a lot of reasons to believe well, it's a It it's is. A it's a phenomenal accomplishment uh, for where you are this year and what you're doing and the things you're trying to get done. I think this is a tremendous accomplishment to beat that physical Wisconsin team. And in 2009, when you beat Oklahoma, you're coming off a 2008 team where you still have, yeah. you know, Max and Dennis and, and Harvey. Yeah. Uh, so this year, when you're coming off the 4-9, and nine, you're looking at this game preseason and saying, that's ah, going to be tough. Lost yeah. by 30-some last year. So uh, yeah. just, that just adds to the excitement of this year's victory. Yeah, and, then, and where you were just seven days ago <laughs> right, add, add, adds to it. Uh, right. So, so there's, there's, point. there's that as well. Uh, from MG Will, at MG Will, I like our overall special teams play. He says, punts were nice, drop passes shouldn't ruin you. It happens, and BYU did a better job of overcoming the effect of them. We'll start catching the big ones, he says. Just don't panic over it. And it was a yeah. big swing at the time when BYU could have been up 21-7, ended up in a 14-14 game, but took the third quarter lead and made a stand up for the 24-21 win. And uh, generally speaking, Rhett Allman and the punt team have done very well. Skylar Southam missed his first scoring kick today as he missed a 52-yarder, but it's long. That said, he thought he could make it, but he made the 45-yard game winner. Uh, Allman's average was 48 today. 48.2. Yeah, yeah, as long as 50, and so that means they were all right in that neighborhood. And punt cover has been generally good this year as well. Yeah, special teams, uh, sure. Uh, you know, teams have missed two field goals against BYU. One was truly a deflection. This last one was a straight miss. But uh, because it was missed, BYU did end up winning this one twenty four twenty one. Took the final minute to figure it out. And indeed, Wisconsin had marched all the way down the field from the 7-8 yard line into scoring territory when Gaglianoni did miss it wide left. And uh, Mitch, what was your vantage point on the field goal? Yeah, um, I think I think Corbin. Where were you, by the way? Were you on the goalposts? No, I was I was close. I was probably on the 15. So I, I got a good view. I, you know, I, I like Kalani did the same thing in watching the players to see if that uh, if the field was going to go in. Because from my angle, I couldn't tell until I saw um, the refs give the signal. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, Corbin, uh, everyone knows that he's 6'9", and that he's going to get a hand up there. And, I, and so I think that that's going to play effect into the kicker and mm. how he needs to kick this ball. He knows he's got to get under it. And, and, and so it's for sure – an advantage that BYU has having a guy like Corbin up there just to, you know, potentially touch the ball. Um, and so it was, it was huge. And um, even before the game, I had, or before that kick, I felt like it was going to go wide left. I should have said something and said, Hey, this is going, <laughs> this is going wide left. But, uh, but yeah, so cool to see the players get excited and uh, yeah. Um, awesome. Awesome. At Chaplin, by the way, pro tip, I used to always position myself under the uh, crossbar on every BYU and on every field goal attempt in the games I did sidelines for. I'm oh, just saying. Yeah. I mean, maybe mix it up. Just you know, throw, you know, <laughs> occasionally run down to the uh, to the to, to, to the uprights and position yourself. Yeah, there. next you game, know. next yeah. next opportunity, I'll do. Dan it. and Nate, how did you do field goals? Uh, well, after you told me that tip, <laughs> I started doing <laughs> what you described. <laughs> All uh, right. Gaglione is 16 for 18 in his uh, career, and uh, he's made three for three so far this year at 42, 39, and 26. Well, he's made 63 field goals in his career. He's he's shot. He's kicked a lot more than 16. Oh, you said 60 he went from outside on, 40? On, the, on field attempts last year. 16 oh, just of last year. Last oh, I see. Year. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 63. I think for the career. He's, he's kicked a ton in his career. Oh, yeah, he's only that's right. He only needed two more. Two. Now he only needs one more to tie the. The old, no, he needs two more still. He didn't make one today. 
You're right. You missed. <laughs> he only had he one. Missed he missed that last one at the end there. Remember? Greg, you're always, yeah. see, you're always right. I don't know about that. Uh, at Chaplin Schumann on Twitter says, Tanner Mangum's performance is reminiscent of Max Hall versus Utah in 2009. Oh. Not a high completion percentage, but was wise with the football and not turning it over. How big was the throwaway from Tanner to set up the game-winning field goal, he yeah. says at that time. Yeah. Sometimes the best play is a throwaway. So he see he doesn't see the rush. He's getting ready to throw it, and then he sees it. He gets hit, and then he gets rid of it. So it wasn't one of those that like you see the right. guy coming and you throw it away. He actually Had got hit and then threw it away, and and that keeps him in field goal range. Yeah. Uh, at Jamin Nelson, what are the chances BYU's ranked after upsetting Wisconsin? It's an interesting question. My my gut reaction is no ranking because they're too far out. They were getting points. They were getting vote points after the Arizona, Arizona win and then got, of course, no points after losing to Cal. And, and because of how ballots are filled out and how guys do their ballots, they may be too far away from last week to this week to get back in. But some might say, well, if you're good enough to beat Wisconsin and Madison, you're at least the 25th best team in the country. So some people vote that way as well. But I thought from where they got to after the Cal game, I would say my gut instinct says no, but I won't be surprised if they're putting themselves back in the receiving votes mix. Because if you are good enough to, you know, win on the road in the Pac-10 and win on the road at Madison and then lose by only three to another P5 team, you're probably a pretty good football team, and they may get that kind of respect. But I don't know that it would be uh, reasonable to expect a top 25 after just the one week. No. I would I would think it's a great win, but uh, they want to see more evidence first. At Ricardo Cooks says, kudos to the Wisconsin fans. Courteous and kind. What a great atmosphere. Fantastic band. And it was yeah. alumni band day today. So there were ex- there were more band members on the field than normal. The band there was, was on the field. The band was on the field. And it, was, it, was, it was a lot of people out there today. Hashtag BYUCNN. Hashtag BYUCNN. In the postgame, it was brought out that the name of the play call that Aleva Hifo yeah, threw to Moroni Lulupututau. The name of the play call is Bucky. Yeah, Bucky Badger. <laughs> and Catherine Woodruff on Twitter says, that play was awesome to watch. Will that and other trick plays be coming out more this season? And I don't know that there's a quota for a uh, number of plays and, or number of games in which you got to run it, but you pick your spots, and that was a great spot. And he was wide open yeah. on that play. Moroni is just there by himself inside the five-yard line. You called the double pass. You knew right away, Greg, that it was a double pass. Yeah. And I saw it as well. I saw Moroni running and thought, this is amazing. Let me just tell yeah. you one thing real quick. But they just crossed. Yeah. Ships in the night. Yeah. I study a little bit of psychology in my life. Oh. And uh, I think this is some real great psychology we're seeing from Kalani. You call the trick play Bucky. You, <laughs> you dance to jump around during practice during the week. I really like the way they, they use these weaknesses as strengths. Mm-hmm. That 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 uh, trick play, though, I mean, Aleva Hifo was the perfect guy to throw that pass. Yeah. Why? Um, his... The, the threat that he provided yeah. throughout the entire game up to that point. Um, Wisconsin, I mean, he was, he was gashing him with those fly sweeps and with the short passes. And, I mean, he's just such a threat that immediately when uh, Tanner threw Eleva the ball, they, I mean, they had to worry about him. And so as on top of, you know, the design of that play, putting Eleva, the guy to throw it, I mean, that was perfectly executed. Yeah. And, and that's the reason why Moroni was so wide open. So they have the stack out there, so it looks like it's wide receiver screen. You uh-huh. know, that's what it, it's going to look like. And so uh, 
for him to be able to, you know, catch the football. Oh, man, you did. You just see the secondary of Wisconsin pursuing to it, and you see uh, Moroni running right by him, right behind him as they uh, come out, and then he throws it in the end zone for the score. It was awesome. Hashtag BYUCNN on BYU Dining Cougar Nation now. We'll come back and set you up for two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream as we roll on from Camp Randall. Final score, BYU 24, number 6, Wisconsin 21 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, so welcome back to Camp Randall Stadium here in Madison, Wisconsin. We're uh, closing our broadcast booth windows just for the moment to allow the uh, the leaf blowers to pass by here, and then we'll reopen it and get more ambience here get in a cool. moment. But the leaf blowers are zipping right by us right at this moment. So it's the first true road win over a top 10 team since the win over Pitt in 1984 when Pitt was ranked number three. So BYU's win today at number six, Wisconsin, is the first true road win over a top 10 team since winning at Pitt to open the, 2000, or the 1984 season by a score of 2014. Pitt was number three at the time. As we've talked before, it's the first win over a top 10 team overall since beating number three, Oklahoma, in 2009 in Arlington. And there were also some wins over a top five Air Force team in uh, 1985 and uh, well, in n- number Number four, Air Force in 1985. And then number one, Miami, which we've talked about, was at Provo in uh, 1990. Where was that 1995 game against Air Force? I'm just uh, curious about that. When they were ranked, or they're 85, when they were ranked number four. Bear with me a quick second. 85, so 84, they were 12-0, and 13-0. Uh, the game so. was home. It was home that uh, in, in 1985. So Because the road game was in Air Force in 84. So both those other games were at home. So first... Road went over a, a top 10 since Pitt in 1984, so there was that. We'll have trivia for you in a moment for uh, two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream as we continue. It is BYU 24 and Wisconsin 21 today's final score as BYU hangs on to win it with a victory secured when Rafael Gaglianone missed a 42-yard field goal as a time was ticking away in the final minute. With the victory today, sorry for a moment, Mark, uh, with the victory today, BYU now has, since 2003, last 15 years, more wins over P5 teams than any other team in the country. BYU and Navy were tied at 24 wins apiece. Now, BYU has 25 wins over P5s in the last 15 years since 2003. Mark, what do you have? Don't you think it was interesting? We didn't talk about it very much at all, but I thought it was quite interesting that... uh, Wisconsin decided to play for the field goal in their final drive. Uh, I thought that they certainly had time. Well, didn't they throw forward on third and seven, third and eight? They threw behind the intended receiver. They threw they in did. front of the intended. So they were. But they were. even before that, they were still. They once the quarterback ran the football and got in field goal position. I thought they were very conservative in the things that they were doing. Well, I thought they would have run Taylor on third and seven if they really were playing for field goal. But they threw. I thought they were trying to get in position to get to the end zone. But that's that's just the way I saw it. But either way, go but ahead. they let the clock run all the way down to thirty-four seconds. They didn't ever. You know when we they had, they had, had they a had, minute they, and fourteen they had, they when had there was. Three 
outs left. I know, but there was at a minute and 20-something yeah. seconds left, and you commented, the and I also agreed. <laughs> the fans yeah. are getting nervous. Yeah. They yeah. aren't taking the time yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. I really thought, as that's the time that you okay. want to take the time out, and so I felt I as though that, they yeah. were very comfortable with going into overtime. Yeah, I think you make a good point there. Uh, and and uh, Paul Chris might that, that might might have maybe fit his mindset and knowing that we get to overtime, we've got a game we can grind We're them out. We're at home. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I can see that. Yeah. And uh, yet they, they did throw on the third down, right? The play right yeah, before they, they went to third they went down. to AJ Taylor too. So yeah. they went to the top target. Okay. So uh, anyway, set up Gaglianoni and again, he's a prolific kicker here. Uh, how do you like the ranking of at Four Hill 2015 here? Um, or rather, from at Sean Howard 1985, resp- replying on Twitter using the hashtag BYUCNN. In terms of the ranking of the wins, he thinks uh, Miami 1990 is still number one because it was number one Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number two one, he says, was Oklahoma in 09. Mm-hmm. The number three one, he says, is Pitt in 84, and with today being the fourth best of the all time wins. I still find a, I feel like I need to throw. I feel I need I need to get Michigan in yeah, there in the to, top five because to of what Michigan. it meant. Right. If you lose it, you don't win the national championship, and if you win it, you do, and they right. did. So, but I don't I don't take issue with those games as listed. I think that is your top five in yeah. one way or another. Those are your top five games: yeah. uh, Miami, uh, Oklahoma, Pitt, Wisconsin, Michigan. If we but we um, might want to include Texas A and M because Lavelle said that was the game that changed. This is way the back in the yeah, day when yeah. it got them to their first help get their first either first conference championship or first bowl game, wasn't it? Wait. Yeah, I, it was a long time ago, but uh, it was uh, going there to Texas A and M and beating a really good football team, and he felt like that was the first big win that BYU had, and uh, that put him on the map a little bit. And I am going to throw in the uh, ESPN game against Utah. Uh, at BYU when Gennaro Guilford or Luke goes Luke down Staley the stadium. The yeah, and, Northeast. Uh, and you could, it was like a wave. The stadium on the east side was like a wave. As he was running yeah. down the sideline to the end zone, they were going up on their feet, and the place erupted. It went crazy. It was a big-time game on Thursday night ESPN football. Wins over Utah will nice always call. have a special place, even though they're not necessarily the highest-ranked games BYU's ever had. Uh, you know, the Beck to Harleens and that game and the Andrew George in overtime, all these types of games occupy special places in the heart and may find their way to get into the top ten, if not the top five. We're seeing right now on ESPN a replay of the field goal miss oh, no. of Wisconsin in the final minute. Rafael Gaglianoni, as money as they come, and then Kalani Sitake with the throwback cap celebrating. And that cap comes uh, from the 2016 season, last worn in the Poinsettia Bowl. He said, see, it's still a rain-soaked, and, uh, and, 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 and the colors are fading. But uh, that's what he wore today, and kind of a good luck token. And it worked quite well. David Woolsey asking on Twitter, where was Matt Bushman today? Bushman did play, but did not have a catch. And, uh, and wasn't a target, I don't think, at any point today for BYU. Mark's uh, chuckling because he's seeing something on the TV. Kalani was uh, dancing, man. He was. A, it was a dancing like day. A dance party in the locker yeah, room, and Kalani yeah. was the center of attention right there. Yeah, well, you, you know what? Why not, right? Yeah. Today's the that, day for it. It wasn't the Polynesian dance thing either. It was, it was a little he's hip-hop. Getting, he's getting low. All right, on yeah. BYU Dining Cougar Nation now, it is time for a chance to win two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream. It's brought to you by the BYU Creamery. The classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Which was the last team, sorry, which was the last non-conference team to defeat Wisconsin at Camp Randall Stadium? That's your question. The first correct answer in on Twitter using hashtag BYUCNN is a winner. 
Again, you must use the hashtag BYUCNN and give us your answer, which was the last non-conference team, that is, last non-Big Ten team, to beat Wisconsin at Camp Randall Stadium. You have the answer to that, and you're the first one in. You get two half gallons of famous creamery ice cream. And if you're the first one, I'll DM you back. You'll DM me your deets, and then we'll get you the uh, direct message, Mark. Oh, direct DM, message. DM. Yeah, yeah direct okay. message. Yep. Good. And then we'll get you the ice cream. All right, we're continuing from Camp Randall. BYU 24, Wisconsin 21. Number 6, Wisconsin 21. That is our final score on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Nation Now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. KBYU-FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. Welcome back to Camp Randall Stadium. Greg Rubel with... Mark Lyons. And... Mitchell Jurgens And... Nathan Mickle. Wow. Four-man booth. Still a hot night. And again, Nate may just be brought to Seattle. <laughs> I told Bring you, him. I'm driving. Bring him. My wife is listening, and she said, uh, you going to Seattle? I said, yeah. <laughs> you, heard, you heard it on the air, Keisha. <laughs> Congratulations, Christine Garner, at Kiki Dean on Twitter. She was the first person in with the correct answer to tonight's skill testing trivia question for two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream with our inside scoop trivia. The question tonight was, which was the last non-Big Ten team to win a game here in Madison? And Mark, the correct answer was? Well, it was UNLV, and I happen to have uh, an interesting number here, and I can't find it. BYU was awful close to 21-1 and when UNLV upset BYU at home, and BYU had that long home win streak at the same time, and it was UNLV uh, that ended up beating us. It was Sandusky caught the pass from uh, the Eagles quarterback. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. Yeah. Sorry, I hate, I hate to interrupt you, but you no, asked for a question. I, yeah. I have to have you complete my... Sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so Christine Gartner, by the way, a lot of people had UNLV. Like a lot of people used hashtag BYUCNN to say UNLV. But the first one in, and, and the inter- interweb says she was the first one in, is Christine Garner. So Christine, way to go. Big ups to you. And we'll get you those two half gallons of famous creamery ice cream. The final score when UNLV won here was 23-5. to five. That's a funky score, isn't it? 23-5. 23-5. Safety. And- and that happened on September 13th, 2003, so 15 years and two days later, BYU's the next non-conference team to defeat Madison here at mighty Camp Randall Stadium. And uh, Camp Randall's got some history to it, so oh, much man. so that Camp Randall was a Union Army training ground during the Civil War. Yep, and uh, they, when the war ended, after a few years, they... Uh, donated it to the state, and uh, it ended up being a memorial for that uh, that camp, uh, for those uh, Civil War soldiers that were preparing to be trained and go to war. And it's pretty interesting, too, that they had Confederate prisoners here in Madison, and uh, some of those prisoners died, and they have a Confederate cemetery out on the west side of Madison, uh, what was it called? Do you remember what it was called? It's called the the rest, the rest, something like that. Uh, an interesting name. It has a name. 
So, uh, yeah, there's an awful lot of history that uh, goes along with Camp Randall. That was built in 1917. It's been uh, renovated many times. But the thing that I'm so impressed with, they have Alan Amici's name over there on the far side. Now, you guys don't know Alan Amici, do you? <laughs> yeah, he was uh, uh, the fullback for the Baltimore Colts with John Unitas and mm-hmm. Ray Berry. And, uh, oh, man, uh, that was my team, and he was all-time awesome. Right next to him, Ron Dane. And Ron Dane has run for 7,000-plus yards. Mm-hmm. And uh, for Jonathan Taylor to do that, to run in four years for 7,000 yards, you have to have big, big numbers. Speaking of numbers and rankings and the like, we were discussing these wins over ranked teams and what was bigger than another, and you brought up the Texas A&M game back in 1979, and Jerem Jordan and others uh, chiming in on, on Twitter about what that game meant, and Jerem said he's, he believes it was the first time BYU ever beat a ranked team, as they were ranked fifth at the time, and others have uh, echoed the same comment, so that was big for what it meant yeah. that BYU was kind of uh, with the big boys now. BYU yeah. was now yeah. one of those teams, and so that had... Histor- historical significance uh, as well. So uh, thanks to Jeremy and others who've, uh, who've uh, contributed uh, that context uh, to, to the discussion of, of ranked wins and, and ranked victories. So, yeah, uh, Brian Buss, who's uh, on Twitter, says, I have to rank this as the best win because of where BYU was coming from. 4-9 last year, losing to Cal, being a 21-point underdog. He said Miami was playing a ranked BYU team. Pitt was playing a BYU team that had years of building up to that game. And he said that Oklahoma was playing a ranked BYU team as well. And so from where this team was and how much they were, uh, you know, favored to expected to lose by, he thinks it's the biggest for that reason. So uh, a good point brought in there in terms of who expected BYU to win this game and almost nobody. Yeah. Whereas yeah. those other games, you could say, yeah, I could see but, BYU winning it. It wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. Nate said that ESPN, even after uh, BYU was ahead in the game, they still had BYU as like a 80% Yeah, it was, it was 80%. <laughs> BYU was up 14-7, and the, the ESPN GameCast still had Wisconsin at a at an 80% win probability. <laughs> hmm. wow. Well, they got it wrong. Yeah. They got it wrong. A lot of things were in BYU's favor tonight. The yards per rush. The third quarter lead, the zero turnovers, all these things historically have have, uh, have uh, meant good things for BYU, and BYU made good things happen by the end of this one by the final score of 24 to uh, 21. So we're going to wrap it up as we've uh, had a good uh, good feedback, good uh, yep. discussions, yep. and uh, and leaf blowers. All right, uh, and uh, and the leaf oh. blowers are back, so we're just going to close the windows a little bit and try and give us a little bit of peace and quiet to say good night. Leaf here. us alone. <laughs> yeah, uh, 9.30 p.m., by the way, is uh, is the arrival expected arrival time in, in Provo for the BYU football flight today. Wow. So, uh, anyway. Uh, and Forrest ended up uh, tweeting in. He said, my father and I sat a few rows down from Greg's booth and heard his cl- concluding call live while BYU took the final knee. Pretty cool hearing that in person, he said, while standing in Camp Randall. I think we saw those I two guys yeah, right, down yeah, right down here. We waved them and fist yep. pumped them, and uh, we were with you on that moment as well, and that was a lot of fun. Hey, folks have asked me on social media just about the uh, the, the game archives, the radio game archives, and, and, and please know that where they used to show up on the Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel podcast, they now show up on their own BYU football podcast. So if you go to your podcast provider and search BYU football, 
the one that's presented by BYU Radio, you will get a podcast that has all of the game components, pregame, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, postgame, all break free. So do subscribe to the BYU Football Podcast by BYU Radio, and you will get everything you used to get on my old behind-the-mic feed, but you'll get it with the actual football podcast itself. So, uh, so do that. And, uh, and, and you'll get everything you want to get, including uh, the plays that were called tonight and uh, all the post-game coverage as well. I know a lot of folks out there like it, and we like the fact that you like it, and we hope you enjoy it via podcast now. But again, you're going to want to search BYU Football by BYU Radio and, and get the podcast that way, not on the Behind the Mic with uh, Greg Rubel podcast. Uh, Daniel Blumel on Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN. We haven't mentioned, why haven't we mentioned the SMU game as one of the top five, oh, the Miracle wow. Bowl hmm. uh, as well. That's, that's, that's a big again, comeback. Yeah, I mean, in terms of overall college football you know, legend, it's, it's, it's going to be a candidate, right, because of uh, yeah. how famous that game, uh, game still is. And uh, Devin Olsen says maybe the biggest win today as far as perceived talent difference, betting line, and overall shock factor. So there is a bit of a shock the world component to today. Upset of the year in the college football world through three, week, three weeks at least. And so uh, a lot of good reasons to put this game in, uh, in, in, in good company. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was a slugfest, man. It was, it was hard played. Uh, lots of pops. Uh, oh, man. And, uh, and strategies. This is, you know, I, I tell them every week, uh, the reason I love this game is for the strategy and the skills that you see out there on the field. And Jonathan Taylor just really showed me some of that stuff today. So did Squally. And the hard hits. And uh, I'm glad that people get up from hard hits. Though I, I don't want to see injuries. But, uh, man, that's what makes football fun for me. It's just the greatest game in the world. You know, we've been talking together for a lot of years. And occasionally I'll talk over you because I jump. I get so excited. I jump in and I, I sometimes interrupt your sentence before it's over. Or you finish I, my sentence or sometimes, Or I sometimes just kind of jump in because I'm all excited <laughs> about uh, whatever it is. And, and I hope you don't. I hope you, hope you forgive me for Oh, that. no. I was yeah. so appreciated that I couldn't come up with Gunner's last name. Gunner, pause, pause. Romney. Romney, Romney yeah. you right. were right there with it. So, so, you know, you helped me out so much. It's just like Herb Street and Corso. You're, you know, I appreciate that. As often as we talk together, I'll sometimes jump in and talk <laughs> when you're still talking, like I just did right there. It's uh, just yeah. like Herb, Herb Street <laughs> takes care of Lee. Okay, well, I'm glad you still love me. Hope you, you know, still do. and I remember this, this stadium you said was 101 years old, and I remember the opening game. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but you do remember the game in 1980 because that was your first season calling games here. So, All right. You know, I think I had something else that was, re- that was really salient that would have uh, reflected on, on, on Mark's contributions to the broadcast in the world, but I, for the life of me, can't think of it right now. So I guess we should just wrap it up and, and, and say so long and go find a place to grab some grub, right? Yeah. Not the IHOP, right? Not not the IHOP tonight. Yeah. Not the IHOP. We're gonna we're Taco gonna Bell. again nothing against the IHOP. We heaven knows we frequent them enough. <laughs> okay, so 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 nothing personal. But we're gonna we're gonna upgrade ourselves tonight just a little bit and really celebrate this one. Okay, that's gonna do it. Uh, wow, what a day today here at uh, Camp Randall Stadium and uh, and uh, you know it's just our pleasure to be able to bring it to you. Man, we have a lot of fun. Man, man, Dang. get in free. Man, I get in free. And uh, <laughs> to, you know. And they gave me a hot dog and an <laughs> Italian sausage. Wow. <laughs> Doesn't get much better. Hashtag yeah. blessed right yep, there. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks, folks, for tuning in today, wherever you were or are tonight, our, our vast uh, Cougar Nation listening audience. So many ways to tune in. Like there's 10 to 15 different platforms you can listen 
to catch the games. And we hope you used one of them uh, to stay with us for all or part of today. So thank you, whether over the air, on satellite, on the app, on the laptop, uh, however you chose to tune in. We hope you enjoyed it along with us. Back at BYU Radio, a lot of people to thank. Our engineer, Sean Fay, our control board operator, Nathan Israelson, our coordinating producer, Terry South, our traffic manager, Sean O'Neill, our GM, Don Shaline, our interns, Sterling Richards and Lindsey Peterson. And probably some others that deserve credit that I'm overlooking, but thank you to the crew back at BYU Radio and the BYU Broadcasting Building. Here at Camp Randall Stadium, Duff Tittle, Brett Pine, Kenny Cox, the BYU football media relations staff helping us out pregame, in-game, postgame. They do amazing work, and thanks to those guys. To our engineering crew, Barry Squires, our on-site engineer, our on-site intern engineering assistant, Aaron Fitzner, as well. Uh, thanks to those guys, along with uh, our spotter, McKay Perry, our stats man, Ralph Sokolowski. And all that leaves left is our, is our special fourth man in the booth, our former sideline colleague and compatriot, Nate Mickle, our good luck charm who may or may not be in Seattle here in a couple <laughs> weeks with us. Nate, thanks I, for making it to the booth I, and, I, and, and joining us. We're the three best friends. And now the four. Now the four. And <laughs> I told you, have. we'd never leave each other. And yeah. here we are in Madison. That's I told right. you. <laughs> so Tennessee next year, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll be down to Tennessee too. Yeah. Um, it is my wife. It is my daughter's birthday um, in two weeks, and my in-laws are coming out to watch uh, Stanford play Notre Dame. So um, oh, man. I may see you in Knoxville. Two of your schools. Those are now two right, of your schools. Two of my schools. Yeah. So. Because, because Nate gets degrees from BYU and Stanford and Utah and Notre Dame. He's now teaching there. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see you in Tennessee. Okay, I'll awesome. see you in Tennessee. And, yeah. and Mark might be the fourth man in the booth again I know, on that Mark, one. come to Tennessee. Let's do it in Tennessee. <laughs> I'm going to hitchhike. <laughs> and Mitch, you're now three games into your new career. Your yeah. your second, it's like your your side career. you got an actual gig. This is your yeah. side gig. A real life. You having a good time? Oh, it's a blast. It's a blast. I mean, going to these venues. Fun fact, so this is uh, Wisconsin is where my great-grandparents met and dated. Uh-huh. And uh, here at Wisconsin. So, Man, it's, you know, on top of watching a great football game, CMBYU take down number six, it's also, you know, I get to put a place to where my grand- the whole grandparents met. So they went so, to school here? Yeah. And Mark. Oh, wow. And Mark's, Mark's got, got the Wisconsin, Wisconsin connection. Yeah. yeah. My dad was uh, born just five oh. hours up the road, <laughs> right at the top of the state. And Brule, Wisconsin, uh, just eight miles out of uh, Iron River. <laughs> and, the, you know, I I used to spend every summer here uh, from when I was just a tyke up to uh, 12 years old. And so, uh, man, I had fun here. And so it is. It's like coming home. And uh, I've always the best Rose Bowl ever. Oh, man, I've already forgotten. But uh, Wisconsin played. Oh, man. See, I've forgotten. Vander Kellen was a quarterback for uh, Wisconsin. And, oh, man, it was a shootout. What a great game. I can't remember if Wisconsin won or not. And I don't remember who they played. Oh, I'm I'm old. (laughs) One of my favorite things in my life. Well, I don't know that you could account for the – the emotional swings through three weeks of football that BYU's had. Yeah, but, uh, I'll say, yeah. It's been something you couldn't account for. And, uh, and, and to be able to bring it to you has been a professional thrill and a pleasure. We hope you enjoyed uh, all these three games uh, with us. Again, last week was uh, not as much fun as weeks one and three, but it's all part of the big picture here. And uh, now BYU's two and one. And in the overall big picture scheme of things, if you're trying to get to a bowl game, you've got to get to six. And I think a bowl game would be a great place uh, to get to after four and nine, right? You want to start back on the postseason path. And if you're 2-1 and one through 3 and maybe 3-1 and one through 4, 
uh, you're about halfway to the postseason, and that's a good way to be. And again, you never want to count the things before they're, they're done, but BYU's never lost to an FCS, and their next opponent will be FCS McNeese State in Provo next Saturday. Should BYU be victorious, they'd be 3-1 and one heading to Seattle and halfway to the postseason that I think marks a good starting point in kind of the rebuild for Kalani and crew. Nate? I just wanted to remind, remind Mark that it was USC. I remember that game. <laughs> yeah. Back in 63. 63. It was the first time it was one versus two. So, yeah, I remember oh, that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. 1963. I remembered that it was the 60s. and USC lost? USC won. Yeah, USC yeah, won. First it was time, a though, one versus two. Whale of a game. It was just a whale of a game, though. Man, back and forth. It was amazing. That's where I wanted to. That's when I said, I'm going to be a quarterback. And not soon you said, I'm going to go to Wisconsin to see them play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Vander Kellen. Vander Kellen. Vander Kellen. Vander Kellen. All right. So we mentioned Nate. We mentioned Mitch. Mitch, great work. And, uh, Mark, that just leaves uh, you and me. Yeah. Well, uh, fun night. You know, uh, it was a. Uh, it is a, night. It Dark, is night darkness now. has fallen here. It's a, it was a great day. Uh, like I say, I just uh, get so, uh, so many good feelings when I come to Wisconsin. And uh, drove around a little bit uh, yesterday. And, uh, man, alive. They showed up, played a whale of a game. Boom, boom, bam hit, you know, uh, met every challenge. Uh, Wisconsin scored, BYU scored. BYU scores, Wisconsin scores. It just came back and forth and back and forth till that final missed field goal. Man, what a game. All right. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those days, I'm sure it's happening for you. I know it's happening for the coaches, for the players, for Mitch and, and Nate. You look at your phone and you've got all these text messages coming in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the text just blows up after a day, t- day like today. I love that. And, and, and the greetings I've been getting are coming from all over, different kinds of people. And, and I, I've heard from play-by-play guys from other teams that are, that are saying, you know, great game, great call, you know, teams that used to be conference opponents to BYU. And, and uh, in fact, I hope he doesn't mind that I say this, but uh, uh, even though the Gonzaga doesn't play football, Gonzaga's, <laughs> Gonzaga's basketball SID, Barrett, who's a good friend and does a great job with the Zags, cool. he, he dropped me an email just to say, man, that was big time. Congrats. Great win. So even Gonzaga is happy for BYU. And, again, they don't play football with us, but uh, they're, cool. they're right there with us. And so, that's, again, it's been coming from all over. And hope it's okay to share that, Barrett. But I love you. Appreciate you. And, uh, and a lot of folks are happy for BYU tonight. So Cougar Nation's got a lot of proud citizens out there. And, and again, kudos. Those of you in Cougar Nation who were here at Camp Randall today, you were heard. And then yeah, when the postgame yeah. uh, began and, and they began singing the fight song and Mitch was down there with that field mic, you guys were loud. Yeah. So much fun. So that was much awesome. It's great. All right, Mark, that's going to do it for us. I guess we'll say goodnight, huh? Say goodnight. All right, so for Mark Lines, my name is Greg Grubel. Thanking you for tuning in to just a whale of a day here in Badger country. As BYU, as we said earlier, bucked the odds against Bucky <laughs> and got it by a score of 24 to 21 with a play they call Bucky. With Bucky. Yeah. yeah. The double throw from Hifo to Moronala Ulu Pututau, one of the high points of today. BYU 24 and number 6 Wisconsin 21 is our final score Hope you enjoy our programming next week, which will include the Coordinator's Corner, the BYU Football with Kalani Sitake show, Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel, then we'll do it again next weekend. More BYU football, the Cougars and McNeese State. It'll be a 2 p.m. radio pregame and a 4 o'clock kick for the Cougars and the Cowboys of McNeese. By the way, uh, for our Sitake show, hashtag Sitake show, uh, you're going to want to get seats for the broadcast starting... Monday at around 10 a.m. Go to BYUcougars.com slash Satake Show and reserve your free seats for Tuesday evening's show. We'll do that from Studio C on uh, Tuesday at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. So that will do it finally and for good <laughs> for Mark and Mitch and Nate and everybody else. I am Greg Rubel. Saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Football on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Good night.